This week in league, Brad Fittler confirms that Noffer will be exactly where he deserves to be during Origin, on his couch where no defensive reads are necessary. Hashtag Eerie of Cleary officially hands the Broncos the wooden spoon as they refuse to score more than 170 points on the dogs. Hundreds of thousands of ice pipes are shattered in terror as Kalen Ponga reveals he desperately wants to play under Wayne Bennett. Plus, we look ahead to all the action for the first week of the 2020 NRL Final Series. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 370 of This Week in League. I'm Matt. And I'm Jay. How you doing, man? <laughs> I, I, I chuckle knowing exactly how you're doing, but we'll never say. Yes. Uh, I am uh, fantastic. Year of Cleary marches on. <laughs> it's bacterium free. Whatever. <laughs> that song was that Ice Cube song. Whatever. <laughs> stuck my dick in. <laughs> Um, and confident going into round one of the uh, week one of the finals. Great, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> That's great. We'll get into the rugby league stuff later. I was more asking on a personal level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's nice to know that you care. No, I'm absolutely fine. That's good. Um, no reason at all for me to be taking industrial strength antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome, new listeners. Of course, uh, who who are opting to join us for this uh, this twenty twenty asterisk bat eating final series of uh, four weeks till the end of a a bizarre period in the sport and the world in general, and and probably an opportune time to actually reflect Mm -hmm. on just how fucking lucky we are to get this far yeah with the relative normality do you remember what it was like back in fucking march or whenever it was when they had to pull the pin yeah we had and 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 because remember it wasn't just oh yeah here's the rona and as a result crowds can't go to games so the sports uh we're not going to run the games it was like all that that i just said plus oh and the sport is fucked yeah. financially and yeah. and could fold yeah <laughs> i mean we had everything yeah i mean like other professional sports have you know have been uh, been slow to sort of pick it up again but none of them were like oh we got you know we, we might we may fold yeah but well by by virtue of the fact that you know again the the biggest financial contributors to the sport are also the biggest media denigrators in, of the, yeah. in the landscape and, and denigrators for their own financial um, benefit yeah, there were some potential dark days, mm-hmm. which uh, look. I don't want to, you know, to 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 quote the 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 great Harvey Keitel. <laughs> Let's not start sucking each other's dicks just yet. <laughs> but um, <laughs> because we have we got we got four weeks of finals to get through, we do. and then and, and then a, a small intermission, and then a couple of weeks of Origin. But you know, thinking of it, we had the beginning yeah. of the year, yes, which was yeah and and the off season relatively scandal free compared mm-hmm. to yeah to yeah so much so that you know we remarked on the scandal free nature yes or feel scandal free you know what maybe it was maybe it was just fucking bedlam and all the other stuff has just kind of erased it from our minds <laughs> maybe it was 
Um, because that was like that was the year, but it was the year before when Jared Hayne bit that chick on the pussy, right? I want to say that was two, two, two years, years before. Ago. Wow. Okay. See, this is what I'm talking about. The, the The flow of time has been disrupted. It, well, it was grand final, 2018. Yes, that's right. Surfaced in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Early in. Yeah. Uh, there was all the <clears throat> sex tapes. There yep. was Big Papi. Yep. There was the rat bags. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There was all of that stuff. Reminiscing um, on the golden age. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those <was> good times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all right. Playing oh. play finals football from booting rat bags. Remember that time when fucking Dylan Napa was fucking was bashing his own asshole? <laughs> <laughs> I believe for the benefit um, was it Kane Evans. But then what did we have? Three rounds. We had three we had two, two normal. Yep. And then three with no crowds. Yep. Sorry, round three. With two no and a bra- a large break. And then round three, wasn't it? I thought it was two. I thought we only had two games, like because I mean, we we played two and Man, oh, Man, Manly played Melbourne and Melbourne so was and it Roosters. The last round. And so, so it was like that, that. Second round was the last round, I think. There was a round with no crowds. Okay. And then it went. Then it went dead. It's crazy when we freestyle like this and don't look things up. Yeah. Anyway. Before they had the cardboard cutouts, but there was that. There was the issue with the Warriors. Yep. You know, in the midst of some fucking heavy shit, and this was pre-job keeper. Yeah. So when you lost your job, you lost your fucking job. Yep. Yep. You know, what a fucking remarkable year that was. It is. Cool. It is. And you know, and 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 you know, like I, I, I'm man. I'm man enough to say when I'm wrong, and so I just like to just straight up just admit, admit something I was wrong about. Something I I would have made many jokes about back in like April, I reckon. Mm. Uncle Nick. Yeah. Fucking I apologize to you, good good sir. Really? Because you imagine if they had docked <laughs> re- <laughs> if they had reset everyone to zero, <laughs> the Broncos would have won one fucking game all season and finished the, and like and the wooden yeah. spoon wouldn't have been a consideration because the doggies lost both their first games anyway. Yeah, I understand that. But but we'll get to it though. But, but the, the way it happened though, yeah, orgasmatic. You, you don't want to give anyone an asterisk. Yeah, well, that's true too. You know, oh well, if they hadn't, yeah, yeah, and there is no asterisk now. Yeah, exactly. There oh, it's no all there, baby. Asterisk. It's all there. Yes. <clears throat> News this week. It's it's like it's this week in Broncos again. I know Broncos supporters have uh, have loved the times when it's been this week in Broncos, and uh, here we go again. Mm. Huge news. Massive news out of the Broncos camp today when it was revealed that the teenager who released a sex tape of herself with Katoni Staggs, uh, she released it after he allegedly turned her down for a threesome. And uh, that is the reason why why she released the, released the sex tape. Uh, McKen- Hashtag millennial logic. Yeah, Mackenzie Lorraine Robinson appeared in Bridges, Brisbane Magistrates Court today, charged with distributing the illegal footage. She stands accused of sharing footage of herself engaged in an intim- intimate act. That is to say, fucking taking taking Katoni's, you know, his his, uh, his right hand turn hook dick, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, she she shared uh, and there's between June 14 and August 5 without his consent. Um, 
she revealed through her lawyer she would explain how the sex tape was re- was leaked in a later court appearance. So the solicitor asked for an extra two weeks to prepare the case. She's expected to plead guilty to the charges. And uh, the defense lawyer previously maintained that uh, she never meant for the video to circulate on social media. It was not Ms. Robinson that made this private video go public, Jacobs had said in his client's last court appearance. That was never intended by her. She very much regrets that it did, and she very much regrets the impact that it caused for Mr. Staggs. There is an explanation as to how this happened, and that will put be put to court at a later date. So... Mm. <clears throat> I know exactly. I know. I know what it is. It's just, he's knocked it back for a threesome. So she's, so she's like, going, okay. And she sent the video to her friends and said, "Look at me. I'm fucking. I, I fucked a bronco." And then they've been, you know, one of, and then then it's pro- then it's done the thing, and it's you know, it's out. I uh, yeah. I'm I'm not sure that's actually what's happened. I don't think she directly think, uploaded it. I think something. it would be, um, look at me. I fucked a bronco. Yeah. Or, hey, I fucked a bronco. And her friend said, no, you fucking didn't. Mm-hmm. And she said, yes, I did. And I even fucking filmed it. Yeah. And they said, send it. So she did. Yeah. And then was like, oh, you know, let's all get in on Do this. Do you want to see this? Let's all yeah. get in. Ask him if he wants a three-way. Ah, uh, okay. That's the thing. My And I look, I, I get what she's trying to do here. And somebody in the Facebook group mm-hmm. who is a, uh, a lawyer, an actual legal eagle. Yep. Um, although that does not constitute legal advice, asterisk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, put it beautifully. Yep. Age, gender, no criminal record, um, nature of the crime, yep. all of these things. Mm-hmm. They're trying to actually show genuine remorse pleading, for the behavior. Pleading, pleading guilty to, to, to get a, a lesser a sentence. That's at it, the end Your Honor. We don't want to waste the court's time. Yep. Trying to defend this, mm-hmm. it is a mistake, and she admits she made a mistake. And da, 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 da. what I do find cheapens the whole fucking thing is that she didn't intend it to be shared on social media. Yeah. Now, if somebody sent her a video of them fucking a celebrity or a famous person yep. or a well-known personality, yep, would it would it stop there? She wouldn't show anyone else, share anyone else. Like that that's how things work now. Yeah, yeah. You have different groups and circles that you're in with social media. You know, there's a Yeah, but at the same time, like if you sent me a if you sent me a video, I said, Here's me fucking I don't know Tony Stacks. One of the Queensland Firebirds or something. <laughs> I'll be like Oh, that's 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 nice for you. I mean, she she doesn't she she doesn't look like a standard netball player. I mean, and I'm, I'm, she's straight. And the joke's um, on her. <laughs> she has a real firebird now. <laughs> and that would be the, that, and and that would be the end of it. I wouldn't be like oh, my my reaction wouldn't be to go. Oh fucking! I guess send this around yeah, to all the boys. Exactly. No, yours wouldn't. Yeah, but you're not a fucking stupid little millennial that doesn't uh, think. That's true, too. right? So imagine us. Yep. As stupid little millennials. Yeah. And I say, here's me fucking a firebird. Yeah. How good's this? You go, oh, that's fucking awesome. And then the next time you're on the piss, you go, hey, one of my mates fucked a firebird. You want to yeah. see? Yeah. Yeah. And they go, fuck yeah. And you show them and they go, oh, fucking send that to me. That's awesome. Yeah. That's how. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> anyway. He sucks toes. He's a fucking garbage human anyway. Yep. Absolutely. Lowest of the low. 
I mean, he, he sucks toes with the same mouth that he kisses his mama with. Yeah. It's fucking disgusting. Exactly. One of the worst kept secrets in the NRL has been made official with the Brisbane Broncos confirming Kevin Walters will be the coach chosen to resurrect the side from their worst season in the club's history. He will step aside as head coach of the Queensland team in taking a two-year contract with the Broncos, but will still assist in preparation before the first match in Adelaide in November. It's a, a coaching role that he's had his eyes on since he was pipped at the post by Anthony Seabold two years ago. Seabold didn't even last half his five-year contract, of course, but Walters believes he is up to the challenge uh, to change things around at uh, Red Hill. He said, it feels really good, really exciting. It's a position I've really been working hard for the last 20 years from the moment I walked off in a Broncos jersey playing. Uh, he admitted it was tough to watch the Broncos take the spoon this year for the first time in the club's history and uh, numerous other records like biggest ever loss, longest losing streak, etc., etc. I was just looking from the outside as a former player and that was tough enough. So I can only imagine the pain that these players, all the staff here and even the administration staff. Fortunately, that's all finished now and that's gone and we can look forward to a much brighter 2021. The most important thing is uniting the club again. My main role is to bring that together and unite us to be a powerful force which we can do, and when we do it, there's going to be some wins. Mm. You know, imagine that this season didn't happen. They started 2-0. and 2-0, and 2-0 convincingly. Yeah, against, you know? so, uh, one, you know, one of the games was Souths. Yep. So, um, and Milford was playing like a like an eyes up, yep. running, you know, fast thinking half. The issue I have, and it's the larger story here, and I don't know if you've got it to get into, but how they make this work with the Bellamy saga shadow hanging over his head. Yeah, well, the other I didn't, I don't have next because it's, it's not, it's it's something for next, it's after next year, mm. but it's just weird that, well, he's, I mean, he, you know, he's obviously worked under Bellamy before, yep. and he'd be certainly be very happy to be a head coach yes. with Bellamy then ascending to this, you know. You know, coaching director ethereal yes. sort of role over the top. Yep. Um, which means he's got kind of a kind of a safety net as well. I mean, yep. if you, know, I mean, Bellamy would be a, an awesome person to to bounce off advice and things like Certainly that. Against, would. You know, the, and and you're not the the last stop where you know True. all the problems. But see, this is this is where I think there may be a little bit of erroneous thinking. Mm-hmm. Look at a very similar situation that happened in Penrith. Yep. And Phil Gould set a beautiful fucking blueprint, which I am sure Craig Bellamy is smart enough to follow, of having on paper and to the world and officially nothing to do with yep. coaching. Yep. So th this is where I'm not sure how the Broncos see it working out is Bellamy there to advise and oversee the coaches? Or is he there as, you know, to to shore up talent coming through? Is he there to yeah. do like what Gus did to try and get talent to the club? But Gus had like a mandate, yeah. like getting the junior shit organized and everything as well. Exactly. I mean, so, so I, I don't think the Broncos have an issue with so the where, junior. But where, no, they don't. But yeah. where else has something like that worked? This is a fairly new theory and concept in the NRL yeah. of having a coaching director or a, a general manager of fucking Yeah, the, 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 problem, the problem is the, the only times that 
it's really happened, I think, in, in the NRL. It's, it's always been gusset in each instance. Yeah, he invented the fucking job for himself. Yeah, yeah, and, the, pro- and the problem is he's given the job a fucking terrible name because he had the Ivan's looking tired thing yep. and, and Graham Murray was looking tired yep. and he's basically a fucking expert on people looking tired. Exactly. And, and, he, and he, he, he had the, the coaching director sort of role, but he used it and dare us, you know, possibly overstepped shanking coaches left and right undermined undermined well, griffin until he was shanked well the thing is like, yeah like you, you look at what he did at the roosters yeah and you have to say that was a success but realistically yeah but i mean that side that won the grand final was going graham murray's fucking side yeah i mean yeah. they were fucking primed and they were and they didn't have a bad season the year before that's it so but again how does history remember it yeah ricky stewart was there and there's gus on the sideline mm-hmm. you know yeah Ricky Stewart's proceeded to do two tenths of fuck all ever since. Exactly. Um, you know, recently Gus has come out and the job he's got with the Warriors. Yep. People are talking about this and asking him questions and oh, should we go after this person? Go after this person? Go after this person? And he answers them verbatim. I'm sorry, I don't have anything to do with recruitment. Yeah, I feel like Gus's Gus's positions on things are less about the role that he's in and more about just covering his ass from Correct. any potential. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. And so, like. You know, I would so like what, to. So I would what's like Craig to Bellamy going to do? Well, is he you know, teaching Kevin Walters how to coach? I think it's just like having just like a fucking a Yoda sort of character mm. guiding a young and inexperienced coach yeah. through an extremely fucking difficult situation. The Broncos, mm. a they're at their lowest ebb in their history. B still one of the most high profile clubs in the country, if not yep highest. One town team. So like the pressure and scrutiny that's you know constantly on there, I think he's just. I mean, he, obviously he brings a, you know, he brings specific experience from that standpoint. Yep. Plus experience working with Kevin, and I think it's. I, I really think he's just like a safety net to help his transition into. Mm. Yeah. Because because Kevin was not was not a coach that was fully formed when he's come to the club. Correct. Paul Green, hundred fucking percent. Yes. Probably the best candidate. You know, probably deserved it. Yes. Apparently, he killed it in his in his presentation and everything. Mm. But I feel like that that Kevy is a guy that they brought in, and he doesn't quite have the coaching credentials that they need. But he does have the the managing players and managing the ex players yeah. and managing the general culture of the Broncos and restoring it to something approximating the mid two thousands. I think Kevy was given the job because the board fucked up that badly with Seabold. Yeah that they can't make and Ke- Kevy is not they had to make an, they, they had to make a popular decision Correct. and it's a decision that that the Broncos fans by and large probably embrace because they remember you know all the premierships he won when he was running around the halves yep. um, the ex-players obviously are his team ex-teammates yep. and they, they all fucking love it I'm sure that's it and so I think and, and he's and he's in the media or was in the media until you know I guess that's it now yeah. and so Lots of friends in there as well, so I imagine that he'd be be protected somewhat yep. to a degree in that as well. So I think it's a very, it's a very safe, and warm and fuzzy decision for the Broncos. And then when it comes down to the lack of coaching credentials, he's going to have a grace year. They're, ta- they're talking about giving Bellamy a ten year, a five year with a five year option. Yeah, so I don't know what that's all about. I mean, that's a. <clears throat> it just to me, it seems it almost seems boring. Like, what are you going to do if you can't get hands-on? I mean, the fun of coaching yeah. is getting in there and, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, you know, is Bellamy in the box? 
on game day, you know, like that's the thing. It's a very, it's a very undefined sort of situation. So it's hard to say, mm. but I mean, he's definitely a guy that can, if anyone can turn yeah. Kevy into this, because the thing with Kevy is like Catalans, he was like, fuck, he finished dead last. And mm-hmm. the only reason I didn't get relegated is because there was no relegation that year. Yeah. Um, like he had like a 30, low 30% win rate with Catalans. Yep. Queensland bang on 50%. Um, so he's likely, so his lifetime, I mean, you know, he did the fucking sums across all that. I mean, he's a, he's a losing coach across his entire coaching career. You'll yeah. get a grace year because this year was such a fucking schmozzle. Yeah. That they can finish 13th and that's a win. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, he's going to find out that in, in Brisbane, it's, yeah. he needs to get them to eighth really. Yep. However, Bellamy coming in in 2021. Mm. Imagine if they got another spoon. Like, I, I know, I know, right? Ugh. One felt great, two. Fucking, my God. How could I, how could I survive? But if you got a spoon, I wonder what happened then. Bellamy comes up. I wonder how much pressure there is to turn Bellamy into the coach rather than yeah. the director over the coach. Because yeah. <laughs> a, two, a two-year deal is, I mean, they've obviously learned their lesson on the deal thing. Yes. A two-year deal is going to cost them much less yes. in time and payout money if, yes. if, it, if it ever did come to that. 100%. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll, we'll have to find... Well, I have to see the Bellamy thing happens first because I don't think he's he's prepared to talk about it until after the campaign's over. So, no. um, so I guess we'll find out in about a month anyway what it's mm-hmm. all about. Uh, and I, presumably when, when they trumpet the signing, they will talk you know they'll provide more detail in how they see it all working out. yes uh what else we got here and then immediately after the kevy uh to the broncos story came out origin coach needed sorting out and wayne bennett has beaten mal meninga to the vacant job and uh he'll lead the, the maroons in november in their quest to deny the three-peat mm. um it was based on a recommendation from a, a committee that included ben Iken, funnily enough and it was finalized at a board meeting today and uh, we'll see Bennett return to the Origin Arena 17 years after the, his last stint at the helm. Once again, Origin coaching is just really just short, short-term, yeah. short-term man management and motivation. Wayne Bennett's been doing it for years. I'm sure he'll do an excellent job. Yes, uh, I do in a way, and I didn't even have, I didn't have the thought until just now. But in a way, I do kind of wish that Mal got the job again. So he could get his fucking comeuppance. Yeah. So like, this is what it's like to coach when you haven't got generational, generational talent, fucking yeah. talent in every crucial position on the field and even the non-crucial positions on the field for yeah, that matter. Exactly. Um, that's, I mean, like, can you make like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, sorry, um, we're going to get you a coach again, but you're sorry, you don't have Greg Inglis, Billy Slater, yep. Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk, yep. Jonathan, Thur- Jonathan Thurston, Darren Lockyer, uh, fucking Matt Scott <laughs> and the list goes fucking on and on and on yep. um, the great Darius Boyd greatest try scoring winger <laughs> 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 um, but yeah look you know I'm, I'm I'm happy to put that three on any motherfucker yeah I mean with the injuries and shit that have come out lately as well like low stocks are looking lower seen Val Holmes he, he's gone as well so that takes another another Oof. another. That he's, takes, out. He's, he's out. Out. Uh, apparently, he's he, whatever happened to him the other day is um yeah that's going to put him out of origin. So yeah, yeah, another pawn off the table. Rough. 
but yeah, uh, finally this week, because um, it was it was a fairly newsy week to be honest. Uh, English forward Luke Thompson has been found guilty of an eye gouge on uh, Penrith James Tamau, and will miss the first four weeks of Canterbury's 2021 campaign. Despite Tamau changing his account of events, Thompson was found guilty after being placed on report by Henry Perinara in the 15th minute of the Bulldogs' loss to the Panthers on Saturday. When he spoke to the judiciary, Tamau claimed the eye gouge wasn't intentional. He said he didn't feel a raking effort in and around his eye, nor did he even feel any pressure on his eye. I felt something around my face, so I thought I'd make a claim so the referee would give us a penalty, Tamau told the judiciary. At the time, I was hoping for a penalty, but I don't think it was an eye gouge. Thompson pleaded not guilty. However, the judiciary panel of uh, Ben Cray, that's what he's doing these days, Bob Lindner and uh, Sean Garlick were not swayed by the evidence before them and found him guilty after a hearing which lasted close to three hours. Uh, Thompson admitted his remorse and hoped his reputation not been damaged by the result. That's why it's upsetting and disappointing, but it is what it is, so we move on. I'm disappointed with the outcome. It wasn't intentional of whatever they accused me of. I was just trying to win the tackle and take him to the ground, so I'm a bit confused. So, last week, we were talking about Tamau going to the Tigers and fucking great guy. Look, again, as with Uncle Nick in earlier in the episode, was wrong. We got it wrong. He's not. His true colours have come shining through. Fucking. So not. So he had that. He had the the snitch personality of Sean Johnson. But worse than that, like, because Sean Johnson kind of was like. After the fact, he was like, "Yeah, it happened, but we've you know, we've made up, for, we've we've made we've made up and everything, and blah blah blah." But he never like straight up retracted the shit, and he certainly didn't say, "Oh yeah, I was like we we hypothesized at the time that oh yeah, he's uh you know he was just trying to win a penalty and or win a send off and mm. you know to gain an advantage for his mm. team at the time." We hypothesized that, but he never took the step of actually fucking going there and saying it with his own mouth because to say it makes you a fucking imbecile and 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 it, it that tarnishes your reputation um and yeah james town has done it he's fucking killed the goodwill he's all the the bushfire shit fucking great guy statesman beautiful human gone he may as well have fucking fingered someone's asshole on the field right now i cannot express how sad i am it's disappointing, isn't it, to see one of your heroes? It is. Uh, it, it is. And I'm not ashamed to say that I do consider you a hero. And, <laughs> and just, just how soul-crushing it is for you to equate a man with soul-bearing honesty who is, as you have professed to be, he did, he, man enough to say when he was wrong... Yeah. For a man who lives your truth, <laughs> who doesn't do it behind the safety of a microphone <laughs> and a foam filter, but in front of a judiciary for all to see. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's be fair. Judge Ben Cray presiding. <laughs> and as Tamau obviously had to walk forward continuously to make sure he was heard as Ben Cray kept backing up. I just I just want to say he did it via video call. So he did do it behind a microphone. <laughs> Who obviously cares about COVID and its impact on the larger community. You know, I know fear. 
I've been in. Oh yeah, I know you do. I've been in situations (laughs) where I've had potentially hazardous things spray in my eyes. And there's a stinging sensation that comes with that. And the fear. And in that moment, you know how they say when you die, your entire life flashes before your eyes? Indeed. Well, when you're in a moment where you can potentially lose your eyesight, everything you've ever loved and just loved to look at flashes before your eyes. And that shakes you to the very depth of yourself. And opening up your home to a thousand bushfire victims would not bring you out of that darkness, literally (laughs) or figuratively. So James Tamau, I salute you for the honesty that you've shown, for standing up and saying that you'd made a mistake and not being. Like that he, fucking snitch, Sean every, Johnson. Everything, everything you just said, you were you were you were doing fantastically well until just then. What's that? I mean, everything you said then would have applied perfectly if he was eye gouged, legitimately, <laughs> and testified to that to that fact. But the fact that he admitted that he wasn't eye gouged at all, and he just made it up to get a penalty. No, he said it's the gouging. He said he felt something on his face. Yeah, on his and the on fear. Yeah, and he also he, he also said he didn't feel a raking effort in or around his eye, nor did he feel any pressure on his eye. I felt something around the face. That's it, and it's the fear. Is so, your eye not in your face? Your eye is in your face. So you just want to argue over semantics. So why didn't he? So yeah. So why? So why? Did he, I felt like I was going to get my fucking my nose, my mouth fish hooked, or my my ear torn off, or my fucking nose ripped off. Exactly. This is the fear. This, yeah, obvi- yeah. Feeling a finger on your eye, even without the pressure. Didn't feel it on the eye though. That's the he thing. Did, uh, he he felt it around that. his face. He didn't say that, Mr. Trump. Stop putting I words in my I felt something mouth. around the face. I didn't feel a raking effort in or around the eye. Yeah, raking, raking is pulling, but he felt the finger on the face and the, the eyes on the face. <laughs> you. So again, or if you prefer. Here's a fucking choose your own adventure. Okay. You know what? Is it any fucking surprise that after one interaction with the fucking West Tigers and Justin Pascoe, Tamau <laughs> this is more like has it. just turned into a fucking lying dog cunt? Now you have finally joined me <laughs> on he the journey fit, that I was taking you. <laughs> he will fit that fucking culture perfectly. <laughs> And good fucking riddance. So now, there you are. Finally, we. <laughs> I no. booked. A, I booked a seat on the flight. They were calling your name over the fucking intercom. Look, I'm sitting here. They're about to fucking thing. shut the door you and pull choose. the wheels up. You can choose in editing. <laughs> are you my hero, or do I hate Justin Pascoe? I feel like you hate Justin Pascoe. <laughs> I think that's been made abundantly clear on several episodes of this show. <laughs> This important pubic announcement is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic, in capitals, 
service announcement. After more than 18 months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team have confirmed that they've successfully created the greatest ball hair trimmer ever invented. Uh, This new trimmer was released only moments ago in Australia, as you heard on the show about a month ago, and we are the first to confirm the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 Manscaped trimmer is now available for purchase. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. I'll tell you, you know what I love about Manscaped? What's that? They don't get up in your business trying to tell you how to live your life. Yep. They're all about that subtlety shit, which I should have been smart enough to pick up on. Because you know how many times. They mentioned to us that the waterproof lawnmower 3.0 can be used safely in the shower. Yep. You know, they weren't just doing that for our own fucking or for their own amusement. I was uh, doing a little bit of cleaning the other day. (laughs) (laughs) You you, you mean pruning or? I was tidying up. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I'd I'd done the the other regions. Yeah. And I've, I've gone to do the old date. Yeah. And I did this sitting on the toilet, pre-poop. I hadn't, you know. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, but, how easy it is to clean? <laughs> but uh, post-gym. Yep. And so doing it dry and getting through post-gym ass hair forest, I have fucking cropped. So, so well, let, me, let me just, when, when you go to the gym... Bust out a couple of sets of squat or squats or whatever. You go to the gym, Sean. Couple of sets of squats. You come back and, and you fucking like push the jungle out. No, is that what you're saying? no, <laughs> no. I've gone. I've gone to the gym. I've come yep. home. Yep. I was going to shower after the gym because sure. of all of the fucking mass levels of exertion that I'd put yep. out there. Um, tweeting. Yeah. <laughs> the bench, um, and I thought, well, I'm naked. What better time to uh, to just do a little bit of upkeep? Yep. I noticed that one area needed more upkeep than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided to do the butthole dry. Yep. Um, and felt like a fucking Viet Cong with the orange rain coming down on me. <laughs> <laughs> that was how badly I fucking crop dusted myself. <laughs> so when they say to you that they have spent so many fucking hours of research development you know sweat tears person hours Mm -hmm. developing this waterproof technology who the fuck are you to look that in the eye and not take advantage of everything that they've done for you exactly you know get in and wet that asshole down soap it up a bit before (laughs) you go on there um but to your other point wiping is now a breeze you know in in the last Last update we had on this, I spoke a lot about doing this for other people. Yes. Um, you know, about other people's mouths that had to go on your fucking disgusting, yeah. sweaty, hairy sack. Uh, well, uh, you know, not, not ours in particular, more our father's when we're talking about the Mother's That's Day, so the yeah. Father's Day situation, um, yeah. Yeah, still a perfect gift. Uh, but this is purely for yourself. Mm-hmm. This is purely indulgent. I'm, I'm shitting nothing but one wipe wonders these days and most of the time it's just a courtesy wipe just to make sure Uh, i am all on board the manscape train 
There you go. There you go. Not just a friend of your balls. No. I mean, you could cover everything. I mean, last and like last time we we're talking about, well, you you pretty much shave yourself from fucking neck to nuts, right? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've heard us talk about it. You've seen all the listeners on our socials talking about their purchases. We want you to experience this thing firsthand for yourself. Always use the right tools for the job. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code TwillNation, all in capitals at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code TWILLNATION. Your balls will thank you. Recaps for the final full round of action for the uh, 2020 NRL season and it kicked off with the best result and most exciting and most thrilling game of the season <laughs> where the North Queensland Cowboys 32 defeated the uh, Brisbane Broncos 16 at Suncorp Stadium in front of their own fucking fans. Now the uh, Cowboys 32 came through tries to Clifford, Tabuai Fido. Justin O'Neill and a hat trick to Kyle Felt, as good wingers do. Uh, Val Holmes, three of five conversions, and Gavin Cooper with his courtesy retirement jobby, one of one. The Broncos, 16, tries to Haas, Boyd, and Oates. Katoni Staggs and Isaac Luke with a conversion apiece. I was very nervous at the beginning of this game. The Broncos got out to a very fast start. Very fast start. And the Cowboys looked to have very few answers. Um... For, for what the Broncos had planned to do. I was absolutely fucking raging. Yeah. I mean, I've been angry at results with the Bulldogs games, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago. But that's tinged but, with a, a hint of, you know, expectation. Yeah, yeah, because they get to, they, they were, you know, leading. They're the dogs. Like, you know, they're leading significantly and things like that in the games. But this one, I was like, holy, because well, like the Broncos, the effort's been there recently. Execution nowhere to be found, but the effort, like the intent, seems to be there, especially from you know a couple of players in the mm. side. And when they got and they seem to play better when they get a little, you know, their tails up a little bit, and when they jump out to a, a you know a, what was it ten nil twelve nil lead, mm. in fucking hell, and it was fairly quick too. Yeah, that's and it. like this is going to be a long fucking night for the Cowboys, and these Cowboys have absolutely fucked us. And and they start to look like the Broncos team that you saw in the first couple of rounds. Yeah, which was just. High intensity, forwards rolling through, and they got plenty of strike power out wide. Mm-hmm. It was shitty on them that they lost stags so early in the piece. Yeah, and it did it did uh, you know necessitate a, a bit of a shuffle around yeah. there, and and you know like th- then they had some injuries going into the game as well. I mean, you know, not only you know for the Cowboys, the the turning point that I picked was the JT strip. Yeah, that was yeah. That's exactly when the turn. Yeah, because it wasn't long after that that they got their first points. That's it. And the Broncos at that stage had had about nine million fucking set restarts. Yep. And were just pounding up field, and the yep. Cowboys had absolutely nothing. They were backpedaling straight up. All of a sudden, the strip comes. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Yeah, we're back in this. And the thing is, when they when they started scoring points on the right hand side, mm. then it became a training drill. Mm-hmm. And whether this was because of the reshuffle through Katoni Stags not being there or not, 
for some reason, the Broncos were just always a man short. Yeah. <laughs> they just could not number up. And so yeah. then it became a training drill where the Cowboys just kept going back to what worked, yep. which ultimately got them, you know, got them in front of the, you know, for the first time in the game. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to go into that bullshit of, oh, you know, it deserved a try. The uh, the hammer time kick. Yeah. Like, it, it was the fucking right idea. And it was a bee's dick away from being. Well, the thing is about well it being executed. being the right idea. It was the fucking biggest balls idea. Yeah, because you you you're getting. I mean, you know, you're in a game at that point. Yep. And to try and kick it out like from your own twenty. Yeah. Like fucking like the yeah. balls on yeah. drink water. Are, are fucking unbelievable. Like, like massive credit. Yeah. And and it would have been the greatest try. It would have. But again, even if he didn't score the try. Yep. If you at least come up with possession, mm-hmm. or at least you know, imagine imagine that if if they come up with possession, you know, who the fuck's running back there? Yeah, for the play the ball. Yeah, that's right. You know, and and also you remove any any checking of yeah. the <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it. Um, the the thing that typifies, I guess, the Cowboys' whole season for me is when they had that try that was taken off them, like mm-hmm. when they'd scored and it was a, it would have been 12-all yep. at that stage, um, they, they had it taken back. Exactly as we were saying, fucking get there and kick the ball. Yep. Get a fucking tee on the ground, get it there, yep. kick the fucking ball. Yep. I still don't have definitive answers on whether they can do that or not. Or all, of the, all of the commentary that uh, around this game... When they when they were going with, mm. and there was one where they did they did take a fairly a fairly quick conversion on something. It yeah. ultimately was still a try, I think. Yeah, but I can't yeah. remember which one it was, but I remember the commentary were like, yeah, like they're like, fucking go, take it quick, yeah. just shank it, do it, you know, just that's it. You know, four points is better than zero. What I'm what I'm saying is, yep, is so okay. The referee points to the spot. Yep. Is there any sort of time that you have to wait? Where does the referee need to point to where you must take the conversion from? He awards the try as if nothing's wrong. Yeah, and then so obviously you know where the you know where the mark is because of the you know he's awarded the try there. Yep. At that point, if you can get yourself a tee, get it on so the ground, no set up, and take a crap from the referee or a touch judge. Basically, the okay. the the bunker has a couple of shots at looking at it. Yep. And you know, I, f- I felt it did speed things up a little bit. It yeah. took out some. I mean, I, I think a, a, a part of it was that um, the referee actually. Had, I think it was a Grant Atkins. I can't remember. He, he actually made some good calls, like straight up calls, like first up calls. You know, so how it would work in reverse? What scenario are you talking As about? As in, so let's say uh, referee goes, no try, held up. Yep. And the bunker's looking at it. Do they then pipe down and go? Um, you know, actually, that that was a try. Yeah. Is there anything for that scenario? Yeah. So you like when the when the referee rules rules uh, sends it upstairs and says no try, then it's then, then it's the old then it's the old scenario like where they 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 go through and they look at it and they go, oh no, that you know, it's you know chicken time, red green, whatever. No. no uh, okay. So hang on. So you're saying if the ref thinks it's a try. Yeah, he just awards. He them. awards it straight up. If he thinks it needs looking at, and he sends he it up as no try, try, and then refers it to the bunker. Yes, gotcha. Yep, I think it's good. I mean, I, I think that's one that they can very easily adopt. Worked well, honestly. Right? I think it. Well, I think it worked pretty yep. well. Um, you know, you know, what the real turning point mm. of the of, of the of the game was yes. the timing to the fucking minute of when the when the Cowboys got back into the game. Mm. Dean Jones died. Fuck. 
like I don't know what a, a, a legendary Victorian cricketer has to do with North Queensland and what his association is. I mean, I know he was a golfer and, you know, perhaps he loved playing up in, you know, Port Douglas or something. I don't know. But second, his, the story of his death hit, the Cowboys like, right, we're doing it for fucking Dino. Are you saying that for Alcorn? They put the fucking zinc on their bottom lip <laughs> and, they were, and then they fucking bit down on that zinc and then they proceeded to get on with it. Wow. Okay. Um, and look, I mean, it, and... It was a game all the way through to the end as well. Mm. I mean, the the Broncos were still looking likely to add to their scoreline. I think it was twenty six to six at the time. The Broncos were looking likely, and then it got you know buried at the end. Mm. And you know, with uh, mm. with Tabai Fido getting his getting his try in the end with another you know spectacular yes. kind of uh, just a, a a great moment to to put the final you know nail in the coffin of the Broncos. Mm. Fantastic. And I tell you, with this age of social media that we're in at the moment, with the, the social media companies, you know, propagating, you know, news articles and things like that to cause controversy and division and, you know, conflict between people to drive there. And I've never seen any situation on any social media platform ever mm. bring people together as much as the Broncos getting the spoon. <laughs> it was it was the most pleasant, enjoyable time. Yes, it was. On the tweet machine. Yes, That I have ever seen. Yes. And on that note, on the socials, Tristan in our Facebook group said, all credit to Anthony Seabold, Australian of the Year 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Can we please get an advertising campaign going for that? And do a fucking better job than what we tried to do with Lattimore. Lattimore. Yeah. And I mean, that actually got some outside traction. <laughs> yeah, it, did get, it did get a little bit, yeah. Like, yeah, was there an ABC report on it or something? I don't remember. Like don't just remember. A, a, like a little fucking ha-ha blurb. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if we could 100% get Anthony Seabold, maybe at least an OA. Yep. You know, it's another question. Yep. MG's an OA. Yep. Yeah, so... Um, Adam said, lucky the cleaner comes tomorrow because I ain't cleaning that up. <laughs> Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Uh, Stuart said, bonus points for stripping Noffa of top try scorer honours while simultaneously handing the Bronx the spoon. You fucking, you've gone off your tigers here, Stewie. You know? <laughs> this, this isn't tongue-in-cheek stuff anymore. Uh, Cameron said, fuck me, did the Broncos renovate their training centre on a traditional burial ground or something? I haven't wanted a season to end this badly since the entire world became obsessed with the OC. <laughs> uh, Toto said, I'm glad this shitty, shitty year that my team could at least give some people a reason to smile. Bring on 2021. Shout out to Toto who's at that game. This And is this a good time now? Yeah, have you got Toto's story about the gender reveal? Where did, where was that? Now, you got to talk it, about the gender reveal, though. He put it in the Facebook group. Okay. So, you know, it, everyone's aware now of of Darius doing his gender reveal by kicking it, kicking a footy, and the footy exploding with the color, revealing the gender of the baby. Yep. Um. Now, 
up until this point where I'd read this. To be frank, and, you know, I've done enough fucking hating on on Fluffy and on fucking gender reveals. Oh, yeah, in that, general. That they are both, like, you know, um, if, if, there, if there was Fluffy, the guy who invented gender reveals, and Hitler hanging off a cliff, it would be fucking, would you like some cream on your strudel, Adolf? Let's have lunch. <laughs> you know? Um, but I, I, I guess I'd, I, di- I didn't have a strong opinion on it, you know? Okay, he did a gender reveal. That's fucked on its own, whatever. But I, I heard it from this angle and it has just reaffirmed what an absolute fucking shit cunt Darius is and realistically the rest of the Broncos players. So this is a story told by one of Toto's friends. Got it. I've he just, says, I've, oh, you found it? Yep. Standing in the grandstand after the game last night, a few players do a lap. Gav Cooper heads to the corner me and Toddy are at because there was a big supporter group. Toddy's kind of waiting for Darius to do a lap. It's been about 20 minutes and no sign of him. Then we see this. Darius and all the other Broncos there while he kicks the footy. You put a little picture in there. Yeah, the picture of the exploding pink thing. Toddy shakes his head, turns around, and says, let's fucking go. Highlight of my night. <laughs> so, A, what a fucking staunch individual you are, sir. Top fella. Toddo's friend. Yep. We love you by association. What a fucking shitty way for a team to be. Anyone that is there waiting to see you and shake your hand and interact with you. Well, you can't do that, but, you know, wave. Say, see you later. You know, interact. After after literally the worst season that the club has had in its history, Mm -hmm. they're your fucking true fans. Yep. They're the true believers. And this could have been fixed very easily by one thing. All he had to do... Or they had to do. I mean, like let's like a lap of honor is pretty fucking is 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 pretty fucked when you've just won the spoon. Yep. But a solo lap of honor, you know, maybe yeah. with the wife and kids or whatever, like do do a lap around yep. one last time. Yep. Just clapping the the fans that you know Thank have you very much have stayed. You know. Then 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 do your gender reveal thing if you want. That's fine. Yep. All he had to do was that single lap first because every other part of it. I mean, apart from my absolute fucking loathing of gender reveals. The only thing that I really, I mean, like, I don't really have anything much else against it because the timing wise is actually pretty good. Like 20 minutes after a game's finished. Yeah. Fuck me. I mean, 20 minutes after a game's finished, you've, it's very difficult to find people left at a ground. Correct. They're only there unless they're waiting. For, so if you do, if you do a lap of honor and then do, and you 20 minutes later, you do a gender reveal, then that's, you know, so be it. Yeah. But, but it's <clears> this thing of, you know, even if, if he had the best intentions yeah. of getting out, doing his gender reveal, you know, Surely you see fucking Broncos jersey still in the stand and go and make down their at time fucking yeah. field level. Yep, looking at you. Mm-hmm. It's it's the ignoring of that that gets yep. me. I think it was probably more like um, he's, he's, he's he, yeah Darius would be more looking. He doesn't see the fans in the crowd because he's just looking at his jersey, looking for the fucking red dots. <laughs> <laughs> 
Especially if you see a couple of... I mean, because anyone that's sticking around 20 minutes after a Broncos spoon meeting and they're wearing a Broncos jersey, they've got to, they've got to be there to fucking, to fucking Chapman him. So... <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Titans. I'll tell you what. The, oh, yeah. the fucking Venn diagram. Yep. The Venn diagram of gender reveals and French bulldog owners. Is circle. Fucking strong. It's a circle. Yeah. It's an absolute circle. Fucking hell. Um, the Gold Coast Titans 36 defeated the Newcastle Knights 6 at Seabus. Uh, the Titans 36 came through a double to Ash Taylor. Uh, Mitch Rain, Brian Kelly, Kevin Proctor. And Alexander Bronson scored two tries as well. Uh, Ash Taylor, three of five conversions and uh, conversion to Fogarty. The Knights, six, a try to Edric. Uh, conversion to Mason Lenor. And uh, that's it. To pull out a cliche, mm-hmm. if you brought aliens down to the planet mm-hmm. and said one of these sides is uh, in the, finals in the top and- half of the competition and getting ready to play finals football next week. Yep. And the other one is a club that really had a rocky season and yep. uh you know he's in the middle of a rebuild mm-hmm. brand new coach first year and uh, are looking forward to 2021 yep yeah exactly you know it was you, uh you would win some alien fucking money yep you know, if they understood what gambling was and didn't just anally rape you <laughs> yeah i mean the, the the titans played played uh wonderfully well the knights about as cooked as, as as cooked as we expect. I mean, like, I, this is a sort of result I expected this week yes. coming for the Knights. Yes. I thought for sure that coming into the finals, after a good win last week, mm. uh, okay, they're, they're building to do the maximum of what they can possibly do yep. in the finals. Yep. But now, well, I do not know. And again, to to be fair... They are a team that is playing at the moment under significant uh, a, a significant injury toll. However, they've been doing that for a little while, and at some stage, you're expected to put your big boy pants on. Mm-hmm. And whilst you may not be able to field your first choice team, you get out there and you put on a better showing than than what they did there. Especially when the week before you flogged an actual finals competitor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like by a margin, you know, worse, you know, by, by, in a manner worse than this game was. No, for the Titans, Brimson is putting on an absolute fucking show, um, but that it, it it really is up against wounded opposition. And still, there was there was no excuse when when Branson went for that try when they were. When he's stepping, you know, he runs through a little gap of a couple of people, then he steps back against it. And, like, there was six opportunities for three people to jump on him. Yeah. I mean, like... <laughs> 100%. But this this was billed 100%. Yep. As a Ponga versus Bristone match. Yep. And, and it fucking delivered. Yep. You know? And it's, it's interesting, and it will be interesting to see. Kalen Ponga's had had really no direct competition on the Queensland side of things. Like it's obvious that he's no Teddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's obvious that he's no effort face. Yep. It's obvious that he's no Dylan Edwards. And he's been, and, and he has been in origins. I mean, he's done like a, a, a smattering of th- exciting things, Yep. but he's also, when he's had the fullback role, 
I mean, he lost the series for the for their side last year just it, just in getting raped over high balls from like from yeah. Tommy and yeah, uh, yeah like, like crazy. Um, but he's never had you know Val Holmes didn't come back and say oh I'm I'm reclaiming or claiming the Queensland. Yeah, and even if he wasn't injured in the in the game before, yeah, not, I mean, he's he probably would have been chucked on the wing anyway. Exactly, hundred yeah. um, percent. But the, this this has set it up, I guess. And as a Knights fan, the positive spin you put on this is that well, you know what? If he's a one point two million dollar player, then this drives him. Yep. If he is a one point two million dollar player, then he sees this kid coming up, mm-hmm. and is so fucking shit scared of losing his position before he's even really made it his own, that, that he it, takes his game it goes to, these to, next know, level. to, to new yep. levels. Um, yeah, Titans, good way to finish 2020 and and much more to build on in 2021. And we had the we had the the uh, the, the racial vilification, the slur, I believe yeah. it was Mitch, uh, Mitch Barnett, allegedly. The NRL has since found that there wasn't enough evidence to to do anything about it. And uh, you know, Barnett swears up and down that he. Uh, I think I, my my understanding is is that Peachy uh, alleges that he called him like a black cunt or something. Yep. And and Mitch Barnett's counterpoint was, I just no, no, him. I called him a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> like, fair enough. I mean, calling people, you know. Yeah. And look, I feel like people aren't that sensitive mm. that they're going to invent that shit out of midair. Nope. If you just called him a cunt, mm-hmm. then I think that would have went straight through to the keeper and he wouldn't have even thought twice about yeah. it. I think it takes one of these racially charged terms or something that sounds like it in the heat of battle. Yeah. To make the you know, to make you, you know, sort of spin your head around and go, yeah. What the fuck did you just say? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the regular back and forth yeah. sort of stuff, I don't think it would re- even register. Yeah. So like I feel like I am I mean, I you know, I'm, I'm I sort of side with peachy on this one because i don't feel like he's the guy that's just gonna yeah you know, make shit up over nothing correct i mean he heard it you know for a game that's so microphoned up in that too I, I i don't understand why we don't have better yeah. audio, audio of it i mean you because you can hear a lot of fucking things <laughs> especially yeah. especially when you have mic'd up referees and I'm presumably there's some recording of a isolated well, again, just referee mic the sort of person audio. the sort of person yeah that's going to say something like that yeah are they going to shout it normally I've found that people that want to do that sort of oh, stuff okay sort of under their breath or whatever yeah, yeah they're those fucking you know sneaky as well as big yeah, yeah. Um, and let's be frank if you did say it what do you have to gain by coming out and saying I did it and I apologize? Yeah, no, because because the the the, puni- the punishing side of it and mm. the pile on side of it is the only people that are going to hear the apology is your own fans. And you know what? Fucking rightly so, though. Yeah. Oh There's yeah. No. no. Place for yeah. 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 Exactly. But yeah, it, it's just it is unfortunate. Uh, but look, what I am happy about is. I've only seen a couple of absolute fucking degenerate cunts trying to say, like, I think I heard the, the best one was I read this on Twitter and I can't fucking, I don't know the person that, that wrote it. Mm. So I don't know if they were like a piss taker or if that's their usual thing yep. or if they were serious. 
um, it was something like maybe Peachy's uh, squirrel gripped him in a tackle and he said, I'll get you back, you cunt. That's that to that that to me is just like reaching for something that rhymes with black. Yeah, that has gone through. They've they've literally gone through the alphabet. Yeah, a ack back back. That, okay, that yeah. is uh, you know. Yeah, that's like I said. Puck you miss. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and on that note, that cunt's not funny either. Exactly. Never like literally never no. funny no. ever. Yeah, I'm glad we agreed on that. Yeah. Okay, and. uh the other Friday game, the Rabbitohs 60 defeat the Roosters 8 uh, at ANZ Stadium. The the Rabbitohs 60 came through uh, a double to Cody Walker. Campbell Graham, Corey Allen, Cameron Murray tries. Also, five for, for Alex Johnson. Uh, eight of ten conversions to Reynolds and a couple of penalty goals. The Roosters 8 uh, tries to Josh Morris and Tupo. And no conversions for Flano Jr. This game was the most inexplicable fucking game. Like to this, to like yeah. sp- sitting down speaking about it right now, I've got no fucking idea what to make of it. Yep. Because there's no way the Roosters are that bad. There's no way that Rabbits are that good. The ra- Rabbits on their best day versus the Roosters on their worst day doesn't get that scoreline. I, I didn't see this game live. Yep. And so all I got of it was Roosters of Tank. Because they didn't want to go to Queensland. Look, and and and, and and honestly, there is there is a certain percentage of my thinking that does lead towards that. But at what point do you like? Even if you just like, you you are trying not to win. You don't fucking you don't go full fucking. <laughs> Looking at it, you don't go a, full Broncos. A lot of it. And I say this with the highest fucking respect. Yep. You know, as we have said many times, I will be a fucking honorary Morris stan mm-hmm. until I die for that cunt's fucking... Yeah, well, they only had 50% of the, the, the Morris yes. in their side. But was fucking burnt for pace mm. numerous times to either create breaks or to have tries scored on them yeah. directly. So I don't know if he's going in underdone. Yeah, but it's so weird because a, I mean the fact that they the fact that the Morris that the, the, they don't have the pace they had, that's not a new, like it's not. It hasn't they, cost them. But again, they've but always it, they've covered for it. So yeah. what, I'm, what I'm alluding to here is that he was a step off even where he has been. Yeah. So, or did Wayne just work it out to the absolute fullest and and game plan? Run, to, gen- yeah. to generate that scenario, run. yeah, who knows? Um, but I mean, you can't die. Like Cody Walker was, is he's at the absolute peak of his powers now. He's better than he was yeah. before he got into Origin. Yep. Uh, I know that the the talk it's going to be, um, yeah, obviously incumbent Cleary, but uh, the Kiri's probably the other one. Yep. But like Cody Walker is at the fucking peak of his powers right now, yeah. and he's not only playing Cody Walker, but he's also playing like that out-the-back role that they would have had Latrell doing if he yeah. wasn't injured. Um, and I, I fucking love to see it. The, one of the, the biggest things that I think makes a successful offensive line in the modern game mm-hmm. is a lack of predictability. Mm-hmm. You know, And so many teams, just based on who's standing where, yep. have a good idea of what's happening, of, of where they need to be staggering defense. Yep. And just the fact that Cody Walker plays both sides of the field so well and he yep. just roams with fucking impunity mm-hmm. and he 
pops up and you can see defenses and, and I don't know how they're not reading it yeah but he's sweeping across with such fucking pace and popping up in on that right hand side yep and there's just no reaction there's no fucking reaction yep um dangerous going into finals yeah like and and, and like I don't think Souths are as good as they were in this game I don't think the Roosters are as bad but it's just it's just such a fucking mind blowingly weird un- it's like the least predictable result and like the least understandable yeah. result of the entire year losing friend didn't help no it didn't no matter that was like the third minute or something yep. wasn't it yeah um that that does you know a your rotations are out your offense is a little bit off um yeah, like there's all there's all these factors, and you go, okay, yeah, South had a good win, but like it's you know none of them add up to like sixty points. No, they don't. You know? So maybe maybe it's a masterstroke from Trent, where he's like, look, we won back to back premierships. Yep. Sure, a three peat. I mean, the biggest the biggest uh, like uh, you know unexplored territory was repeating in this in this current age. Yes. Just impossible to do. We've done it. We've done the impossible. Yep. All right, so. Three peats are nice, yep. but we need that extra sauce. Yeah. What are we going to do to inspire these guys to greatness to ensure this three peat? I know. Let's take on upon our shoulders the no teams ever had fifty scored against them. Yeah. Meme, fuck. and let's fucking let's let's not only get the three peat. Let's be that. But let's crush of, that as well. Yeah, let's okay. let's end that as a meme. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> um, but no, obviously there was, there was nothing intentional. About the size of this loss, no. You can sure you can say okay they they did have their their they did have their foot on the brake a little bit, uh, because it's probably better for them to have this. The, the I mean, because it's, it's a no lose situation this one I think because you beat Penrith great. If you lose, you're on the shit side of the draw and you don't have to go through the storm yeah. and Penrith again. You know, yeah, like so so you know there could have been an element of that. Yeah. But man, like that's the magnitude of that scoreline, though. Holy fuck! And then like, it's just you know, forever in our shadow. This book of feuds and everything like that. for that team as well. Yeah, like yeah. it makes it even worse. Yeah, it's like your worst fucking enemy. Yeah, putting that one on you. They they will never, they can never erase this. Yeah, no, never. Did you see what um what was it? Uh, the new Sydney Rail did. Yeah, yeah. They- <laughs> like they came out like because so many of our employees are South fans. What the fuck does that tell you about Sydney Rail? Yeah, and why the fucking train system so fucked? Um, but uh, it was like seven PM tonight. Will be known as sixty to eight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That's uh, tremendous. Mm. Um, and so Souths move on to uh, host the, the Knights at ANZ Stadium in the elimination mm. final, and uh, just what the Knights did not want to hear. Uh, Hayden in the Facebook group said, turns out the Roosters did rest their players this round after all. <laughs> uh, Ryan said, doesn't matter what happens tonight. We did our best work last week. It's no coincidence that our colours are the same as Christmas with all the joy we've brought everyone playing our part and handing the Broncos the spoon. Hashtag ho-ho, motherfuckers. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Hashtag fuck the Roosters. Hashtag fuck the Storm. Hashtag fuck the Knights. Hashtag fuck the Yeary of Cleary. <laughs> well... Um, and Could be prob- a fucking influencer with that many hashtags. Probably comment of the week uh, goes to Josh that says, I should have cleaned the pipes before that game. My ceiling now looks like a planetarium. <laughs> there were a couple of epic fucking comments this week. Nice. Um, 
please continue. No, no, uh, <laughs> the uh, Panthers, 42, defeat the Bulldogs, 0 at ANZ Stadium. to the surprise of nobody. Uh, the Panthers try a double to Capewell. Good bloke. Um, Naden a double. Uh, to- oh, Mansour, Burton, Tamau tries. Cleary, 5 of 8 conversions. Um, Bulldogs, fucking nothing. Mm. They had nothing to play for. Mm. I mean, thank you know, the Broncos. But, you know, even though they had nothing to play for, I mean, there was like, what, 30 minutes? This game was pretty much on. It was like yep. 4-0 or something like yep. that. Um, That's it. Panthers had, you know, ample opportunity to add to the scoreline, but they just couldn't. It was the dog's determination to, to hold them out. And, you yep. know, they, they, had, they, they had literally nothing. Like they in attack, they they could barely get out of their own half, you know, even with the kick at the end, um, or if you took the net gain after the you know the ball had been brought back from the kick. Mm. But you know they they kept hanging in there until they didn't, essentially, and then it yeah. was just uh, right. Yep, and you know essentially what was a, a Panthers reserve grade side, um, I think rested <laughs> rested more players than any any club in the history of the sport. Three, mm. um. Yeah. <laughs> One shout out I do want to give um, was the farewell to uh, Gavin Badger. Yes, no, fucking very what f- interesting. What a fucking disgraceful situation. Yeah, because I mean, referees have their issues, and you know, fan bases are very tribal and and passionate, and yeah. they'll they'll pick up the smallest little fucking thing that happens. Yeah, but for that guy, one of the best referees we've seen in this generation in yep. this crop. To be run out of the game and have his last game running the line. Yeah. When you've got cunts like fucking Perinara and fucking yeah. Grant Atkins. Yeah. And the fucking Sutton dickhead. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just, it don't, and, and he seems like a fucking great bloke as well. That's it. You know? And that's, you, you can tell a lot about people again from, from little insights you gain in, into their day to day. But you look at the fact that Gat, that Badge, came to his indigenous heritage later in his life. Yep. Um, and sought to educate himself on it. Yep. You know, who a, a lot of the posts he does are about just, you know, his his fitness and his the, yep. the mental side of what he does. You know? Yep. Um, th- those things where he, he seems to be learn first. Yeah. You know, give give me warm and fuzzies about the sort of person he must be. Yep. Um, but also, you know, like you said before, in a sport that's so mic'd up, I never ever had the problem with how Gavin Badger spoke to players. No. And I have. Well, it's because he was he he was an actually he was actually a referee, and he wasn't like the fucking center stage star. No. And you know, you know this this mm. you know like fascist fucking you know like. He Don't just, you speak to me like that? Yeah. He, He's just great at his fucking job. Yeah, that, and in in what and in what situation in this you know the, you'd be great at your fucking job, mm. and you and you're stuck running the lines yep. because a couple of brothers are fucking how how they got to the position where they yeah. could be running the fucking show in there anyway yeah. and be clicky and whatever. It, so, it's, oh, it's it's fucking it's fucking maddening. horrific, absolutely fucking horrific. Um, in the actual ge- uh, game though. The Panthers looked a little bit crisper in attack than they have the last couple of weeks. Once they got going, though, definitely, yeah. Um, that left-hand side, you know, Luai is just causing all sorts of fucking problems, almost in the same vein that, that Kiri does, just because he has that run-first mentality. Yeah. 
I, honestly, I think if Luai is not there, like Panthers are, they're definitely not on top. Nope. And they're probably they're, they're probably a final side because they got a lot of good good players yep. emerges here. But they're like you know barely top four, I reckon. And like you've got uh, your hashtag and everything. But fucking do. Luai has done so much to this fucking but for this all, side. We also have hashtag um, Spurton for Burton. Yeah, well, I mean, he's like he's, he's like a fucking very special guest star every now and then. Saying. If Luai's not there, yeah, he's in there doing the same thing, you know. And it's, yeah, I don't and know. And it's one of the things. Believe me, I fucking cherish this because it's one of the only things in my life where I can be glad about the fucking depth. <laughs> uh, I don't think you'll be spurting so much next year. Why? Oh, I reckon fucking Trinus Trinus will take him. Yeah, he he wants to. He'll want to play fucking eighty minutes. Yeah, he might. Who knows? Or he might want to be a part of something that wins. But yeah, yeah, he'll he'll make his choices, be they good or bad. Uh, I thought Laurie was very good. You know, Yo was absolutely fucking and massive. I, again. Just on the subject of Laurie, mm. hasn't he shrunk and trimmed up since his days at the Tigers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's an absolutely amazing transformation. <laughs> it's almost like he's a different person. <laughs> <laughs> didn't recognise himself when he looked in the mirror or held up a footy card of himself from fucking eight years ago. Um, Josh Mansour with the most acrobatic put down of any Lebanese player ever. <laughs> he he actually was um, parallel with the ground. Yeah. Be it probably 30 centimetres from it. At, Look, at, that's that's full jump. That that that's that's at, absolute at like, full fucking jump. That's as good as it gets. Um, Those barge asses, they are very difficult to lift. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other really pleasing thing for me was that Capewell slotted in to that kick out spot. Yep, beautifully well, and couldn't and couldn't be further away <laughs> yeah. from kick out. <laughs> yeah. But but goes to yep. you know. Penrith starting to become one of those system teams where yep. everyone has a job to do. Mm-hmm. And if you take any of the individual pieces out, yes, the team does lose something because everybody brings their own unique skills to it. However, the person that slots in there, as long as they understand the job that that spot entails, mm-hmm. they're going to fill it to, to some extent with some degree of competency. Um, you know, 37 tackle breaks. For the team was sensational. Again, you're going to remember us up against the dogs. Uh, but going into the finals, six ruck infringements and nine errors, you can't do that shit against teams with actual competent attack. Yep. So that's one area they need to tidy up. But apart from that, yeah, not not the worst lead up in the finals. Uh, what else Maddie. in this game? Oh, Lockenball fucking ACL. Oh. Yeah. After what? Was he second, third? Yeah. Third game back? Yeah. You know, comes a bitch. Come, don't fuck schoolgirls. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Uh, Maddie said, trying to do Korean algebra blindfolded upside down whilst being mauled by a lion is not as hard as me watching the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Yuri of Cleary. Hashtag Appygasm. Hashtag coming for kick out. There, there's, I there, there needs to be... Uh, pulling my dick now. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just has one of those names where it's going to be very difficult to come up with like a a, a, a hashtag that you know, has the right cadence and all of that sort of thing. 
You know, so I mean, like the year of three run that that works that worked perfectly well. Yeah, year of three. I mean, you know, syllable wise, you know, rhyming yep. like, on every on every level. Kick out is going as now so like trying to fucking rhyme find a word that rhymes with orange. Yeah, like exactly. it's just it's you know. it's just a difficult task. Look, if I was a uh, a female Panthers fan, I would obviously be running hashtag flick now for kick out. See that work that works perfectly. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so there you go. Maybe there you should you try and seed that around the the female Panthers community. Any female Panthers fans I know are way too classy to be poking <laughs> flick now for kick out. <laughs> <laughs> it. It's not exactly their personal brand. <laughs> um, oh, old faithful GT351 underscore Johns. Ah, oh, well, it is what it is. At least we didn't lose by 177 points. <laughs> yeah, doggies. <laughs> and at this stage of the year, you have finally entered Zen acceptance. <laughs> Which is good. I mean, it's going to prolong his lifespan. Uh, Joseph at Joseph Palazzi on Twitter. Said if I get the trifecta of a Panthers premiership, a Lakers championship, and a Broncos wooden spoon all in the same year, I might have a stroke, and I mean that in both senses of the word. Fucking looking good for two or three. Yeah, he's exactly. got one locked in. Lakers looking pretty good too. Oh no, that's the that's the fucking darky for me. Oh, I think Lakers have got as good a chance as they've they've had well, in recent. To Penrith. Out yeah, of those three, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Lakers have been you know playing against series against finals contending teams and Panthers have, I don't think they've played a top eight team in the last three months <laughs> pretty much yeah. I don't think they've played a top eight team since the fucking COVID resumption <laughs> well they played Parramatta but I mean like yeah. one of the worst <laughs> you're done with those tweets done. Raiders 38 defeated uh, the Sharkies 28 at uh, Jubilee the uh, Raiders 38 uh, tries to Dynamis, Louis, Sam Williams, Nick Kotrick, Tom Starling, Kai O'Donnell, Matt Frawley, Harley Smith, Shields, five of seven conversions for Sam Williams. The Sharks 28 came to uh, a try to the Moot, Ronald Mulatalo, uh, Nakora two tries, Wade Graham, Bryson Goodwin tries, uh, Hirodi four of five. And uh, this one, as I said about a month ago, the Sharks are not going to win another game this season. This was one where I was like, fucking Canberra. Yeah, Ricky's fucked me here. He's given him a chance. Yeah, I mean, Sean's obviously Sean Johnson doing his Achilles is is, a, is massive. Yes, and and does take almost every try assist out of that side, except for the couple that Wade Graham does. Um, but the the Raiders, I mean, the, remember the real the bitching about the you know the teams tanking and and all that sort of thing, putting all yeah. the juniors in. It's fucking like Raiders have got some fucking great got great youngsters that are going to serve them well. Or serve another team when they can't afford them very well. Yes. They were fucking great. Yeah, they were. Interesting one in this one. Did you see right at the beginning? If you ever need a reminder that Wade Graham came from Penrith and in the fucking Matt Elliott era of Penrith, um, he'd lost like the last 17 games that he'd started <laughs> in the halves. Fucking <laughs> so, hell. Uh, congratulations on your new appointment to St. George. And uh, and uh, he's number 18 for you. <laughs> um, good to see C. Soliola back. Yep. Like that was a, a fucking brutal, brutal injury he'd suffered in the, the rehab where he had to fucking drink nothing but blended KFC milkshakes. And he uh, and he, he didn't seem to have uh, the, the, the same sort of uh, reticence for contact that like Mansell had when he came back. Or RCG. Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, it doesn't seem to be a fucking stick either. Yeah. Maybe he actually was drinking fucking <laughs> blended McNuggets. Um, but fucking good old Smith Shield's finger. Did we ever find out what what happened to that? Where he slid in and fucking smashed it into the barrier. Oh yeah, when you yeah no, I can I can stand most injuries like with Gerard Yeah, he did his fucking leg. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. I was freeze framing that shit and looking at it. Yeah, but there's something about fingers and thumbs being bent. Oh really? Back that just oh, nah. really? Yeah. How fucking close do those things need to be though? Really? Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And it wasn't just this game. There was games after, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" There is there is close. I mean, this has just happened in a, you know two mm. games ago. Mm. Most concerning thing for Raiders fans, obviously, and again, you know, with with the caveat that there were obviously some players missing in the first half, five minutes to go, it was twenty four to four. This had all the earmarks of a fucking bloodbath, and especially for a team that's gearing up to to move into the finals, um, defending a grand final spot from last year, obviously in on the losing end, but. But to be coming in outside of the top four, they'd really want a better performance than than this. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, this was like the Storm game. They, I, they didn't care if they lost this game. Yeah, I know. They, rest, they you know, rested seven crucial I'm players. I'm not sure how wise that is going in. I, I mean, Canberra have been in, you know, they've been in pretty, pretty great form mm. of, the, of the teams in the top eight. With the demons of faders of past? Well, I, you know, I feel like that's, you know, last year put that shit, to, shit okay. to, to bed, but we shall see. But uh, yeah. So I just put this down to like you know, like this was an optional game for them, and mm. and 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 rather than looking at it like, oh, they nearly lost. That's not that's not good enough. It's more like, wow, the fucking kids stood up against against an actual Jack, finals yeah. team and fucking and beat them. Yep. Uh, so yeah, good yeah, job. Cool. Uh, Jeff. In the Facebook group said biscuits v faders hashtag fuck the Broncos hashtag Yeary of Cleary. There it is. Josh said the future looks bright. Had the rookies had more minutes in their legs, the comeback wouldn't have been on. Williams and Starling took control beautifully. Tim said, How good is rugby league? Donkeys get the spoon, Raiders reserve grade beat the sharks, and rabbits embarrass the roosters, which sets it up for Panthers to lose next week. And bow out in straight sets the week after. Hashtag fuck the Panthers. <laughs> you know, the, you know, in the Twillies, we got this. We got this hashtag of the year thing, right? People are fucking trying. They're, they're very late on the sub, on the submissions of new entries. <laughs> <laughs> Show me on the doll where the fucking claws the panther touched you, son. <laughs> I, you know what? When people say that that sort of shit. It's a it's a direct personal attack on you, yeah, it is, <laughs> and deservedly so. It is, but again, it it just makes me sad for the person that has to live with such negativity. <laughs> you know, your own team obviously isn't bringing you enough joy. Something in your life means that you have an affinity with the city of Canberra, for starters. So I get that you've been dealt a pretty shitty hand. Like, there are the kids that appeared in the World Vision 40-hour famine ads. And I'm not talking about these these late ones that are YouTube fucking friendly. I'm talking about the fucking 90s. Starving Marvin. Where, where those kids were somehow able to have flies crawling on their eyeballs and not blink. Mm-hmm. 
those kids look at Tim and say, thank fuck I wasn't born there. <laughs> uh, but just come and join us in lighting candles, man. Everyone's a lot happier. Uh, Rusty said, I literally forgot Matt Frawley was a thing. <laughs> Surprised the Tigers haven't offered him 800000 <laughs> uh, Mitch said, as a Sharks fan, I can confidently take two things out of this year. One, they're shit cunts. Two, if Josh Dugan shaved his head, he'd look like the camp quality kid. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I Neither. I, and and you've just, you just reminded me. I, I, I did mean to Google and see what the camp quality kid looked like. <laughs> the Eels, 28, defeat the Tigers, 24 at Bank West, thus securing a double chance uh, in, in top four position. The uh, 28 came from tries to Blake Ferguson, Micah Sivo, Brad Tuckerangi, Reed Marnie, and Will Smith. Moses, four or five conversions. The Tigers, a double to Talao. Uh, Luciano Leilua, uh, Kapawa and Luke Brooks with tries. One of five conversions for Dewey and a penalty goal. Mm. If only he could have been a shit kicking a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Look, this game, first and foremost, was the finale for Chris Lawrence, aka Betty White, and uh, Benji. Mm. And unfortunately for Benji, he fucking got... He got coat-hangered, did his MCL... And what was the other thing? There's a third thing that happened. Three things happened on, on one, maybe ribs. Something, I don't know. It was mates with Robbie Farrow. Yeah, yeah. Three three things happened at, yeah. in, in one, within the one tackle. Yeah. And so he went off to do the HIA and never came then, back. then never came back because he's, he'd fucked his knee. So look, it's a sad way for it all to end for Benj if he doesn't mm. find another club. But I mean, as far as he's concerned, he's uh, he'll, be, he'll be going somewhere else. Is... That to me again strikes me as sad, and an absolute comment on how fucked the front office of that Tigers joint is. Mm. In that, they tried to do fucking damage control, and say that oh we've got a position for Benji post football and we've got this this yeah. this and this, and he's not interested. Yeah, you know? maybe have that conversation before you let it seep out. Yeah, yeah, and 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 he's and he's so fucked off with them that. After the match, you know, Betty White was walking around the field and he had like his, you know, his family with him and stuff yep. like that. Benji was offered the same opportunity to have his, you know, his wife yeah. and kids out in the field yeah. and he's like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. I don't want, I'm not doing that. That's it. Yeah. The way he's been fucking treated. Yeah. It's not there for me. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not going to sit and drink on your fucking scoreboard cunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Parramatta have put themselves. Firmly in that defense doesn't matter, will outscore you, but they're not that good at With, attack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah, I, I don't turn up to fucking gangbangs saying, no, 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 you guys all go, I'll stretch her out at the end. <laughs> like, really? For the Tigers, Talau, you know, there's all the fucking talk about Noffa. About if, if I'm a Tigers fan, I'd be like, fucking, please send Noffa to Melbourne. Yeah. Fucking please. You know? The worst thing that's going to happen, like he's already, he scores tries, we know that. Mm -hmm. The worst thing that's going to happen is he's going to learn how to fucking tackle. Yep. The worst fucking thing. And that's going to burn us once, potentially twice a year. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But Talau is who I'd be really fucking excited about. Mm -hmm. The way that kid seems to be like 
in the game, as in present and focused and concentrating and not fucking floating all over the place yep. to the stage where he needs to be overcompensating in defense. Yep. Fuck, he, he's an actual fucking talent, that kid. Yep. Um, the set that Marshall was hurt, you know, he he's obviously out the back, so so there goes some of your attack. But but the Tigers had two dummy half scoots, and then Brooks gets the ball and just throws a simple fucking short pass. There's, mm-hmm. there's very little inspired attack there. But the most disappointing thing about that whole set was fucking Gutho bitching about the footage of Benji being reviewed. Yeah, like he was at the fucking ref going on and on and on about, oh, you can't look at that over and over, or you can't fucking... Uh, this is the problem with the like yields in general, though, because Moses, Moses is the same. I mean, it's such fucking sooks. Yeah. it Like, Benji Marshall is a lot of things, but he was fucking hit in the head. Yep. And his knee was snapped Clearly. In half. Like, it like, wasn't... It wasn't. There was no yeah, dispute. Yeah. He, he's not fucking laying down yep. to, to try and get a fucking shot at goal. Yep. You know, he was fucked. Um, yeah, un- unfortunately, I've, I would have been happy enough even for a Tigers win here. Fucking if only Dewey could kick straight. Yep. Um, when it came down to it, though, when it was like slim margin and the pressure was on at the end, I mean, the Eels did stand up defensively. They did. And they sort of lifted another level. So, I mean, if that if, if that equals like, oh, they're, you know, that's, that sort of primes them a little bit for... Yeah a bit of finals pressure, then, you know, great for them. But, you know, they've just been this team that's just struggled, either lost games or yeah. just struggled to get the win. And I'll tell you, when it did come down to it, like, Paulo was huge for the Eels. Yep. However, what got them home was the fact that close to the line, the West Tigers could not stop the fucking smallest player on the field and I'll remind you, this is a field that includes Luke Brooks on it. Mm-hmm. The fucking midgetest cunt that's ever midgeted, <laughs> Will Smith, to dummy and go mm-hmm. and barge his way over in a show of fucking Herculean strength. Yep. That's why you're not playing finals football. Yep. You know, not that exact moment. There are a lot of other games you lost. Um, and the fact that you employ Justin Pascoe uh, and your entire club's a fucking dumpster fire. But yeah, that's that vibe. That's yep. why you're not playing finals. Yep. You may hit the tweets. John said, best finish since 2005 when we were minor premiers and only lost five games all year. Normally as a para fan, you'd kill for that kind of track record, but here and now it just seems so underwhelming. I want to hold out hope, but we just don't seem to be at the level we need to be at. Panthers, Roosters, Storm, Rabbits and Raiders all seem leagues ahead of anyone else. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Adam said, you reckon the Benji head knock was strong enough to wipe the memories of ever being a tiger? <laughs> I fucking hope so for his sake. Uh, Mitchell said, King Gutho with another royal performance destroying those ninth merchants pussies. Jesus. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Uh, John said, bend over now eels and prepare for an epic Mars barring from the storm next week. If you're lucky, the Queensland heat will soften up the chockies and take out the sting. That's it. That's it. The Warriors 40 defeated the Mighty Mellie Seagulls 28 at the Central Coast Stadium. 
Uh, the Warriors had tries to Nick Rima, uh, the double to oh, sorry, a hat trick to Kieran, and doubles to Katoa and Patrick Herbert. Uh, Manly, uh, oh, sorry, and Channel Harris to Harris four of seven conversions, and Adam Blair had a touchliner for his you know ceremonial retirement one, and yes, it was uh, not one of the better attempts we've seen from departing players in history. No. Uh, Manly's twenty eight came from tries to Garrick Waddell, Paseka, Brad Parker, and a double to Abbas Miski. Uh, Garrick, two of six conversions, also couldn't kick. Might put him in the game. Um, yeah, this was the this was the nothing game of the round. Mm. Uh, there was no no effect on anything. I think, well, yeah, exactly. It was the only nothing game of the round because whether the, no the spoon. whether the powers that be want to yeah want to recognise the spoon as a as a thing or not. Let me tell you, the NRL going public, they sure do. And um, so this one had no effect on anything. And both teams kind of really they played it that way too. It was touch yep. football, no defence. Uh, Manly shot out to a to a good lead, and first thing that went against them, fucking just dropped their bundle again, as they've done for the last couple of weeks, and uh, which is especially disappointing to see. But at the end of the day, I didn't I didn't get to see uh, this game fully live. I was kind of watching it on my phone a little bit because I had a family emergency and I had to fucking drive to Noosa. So, um, and it happened to be like I think I got to Noosa at like ten past two just after the game started, so I had to deal with all that shit. But I did. Uh, I did get to see plenty of it live, and uh, and what I saw, I fucking hated. And uh, now the season's over; they can't hurt me anymore. Mm. And I feel like I feel it's a good thing you can focus on more positive things, like your uh, gridiron team. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I'm used to it from them. This is the thing: position yourself with a great a great NRL team and then a shitty NFL team. And at least like half the year, you know, you, you got something to, to live for. But, uh, you know, now the fucking equilibrium has been fucking upturned. And it even worked. And even in the Trent era, I mean, the NFL team was great. And so, it's like, but now the uh, the equilibrium has been uh, has been uh, has been disrupted. And, mm. and uh, both sides of the fucking scale are on the bottom. Um, so something's got to fucking give. But yeah, I did hear that... Um, I don't like. I don't know if this is more than rumor at the moment or not, but I did hear that that um, Turbo has withdrawn from Origin, uh, apparently at the behest of power brokers within the club. And to that, I say, fucking fantastic! About time they fucking showed some balls and went with a club first mentality. And uh, you know, especially when you've got money invested in something, I would much prefer him to have a you know completely full off season. And uh, get rid of everything that you know needs to be done, mm. and uh, and come out firing next season. Uh, other like Paseca once again, it's almost like AFB AFB is leaving, and so they go, okay, Paseca, here's the rock, it's your job now, and he's just gone fucking, okay, and boom, and he's just instantly lifted. And looked fucking amazing. And I've always said he's had potential, but he needed to fucking realize he was two meters tall and 130 kilos. Mm. Now he's fucking realised it, and he's playing. He's playing fucking great, and he's more of the model of the the you know he can jump up, fast play the balls, and things like that, which is you know more important than kind of you know lumbering forward ten meters for yards up, you know after contact. So um, I'm you know, impressed with him. Miski, you know, like he played well, but you know, he's not going to be. He's not our second, third choice, you know, winger. Mm. So I mean, enjoy the time while he's there, but um, otherwise, just yeah. Not a lot to fucking love. Unless you're a Warriors fan, in which case there is a lot to love. Well, I mean, yeah, they can love their women and families again now. 
which is uh, which is you know, great for them uh, <laughs> after a long time away. And look, as as with all, I saw a lot of uh, you know warm and fuzzy you know NRL stuff around there with the club saying thank you Warriors for the sacrifice and all that sort of thing and what yep. you did and everything. Yep. And you know I, I would I would echo those, those sentiments as well. Um, obviously, a lot of sacrifices to ensure that a sixteen competition sixteen team competition proceeded for the duration as it did. Yeah, you know what. I get that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if they wouldn't have done it, then all of a sudden they just give everyone two points. Yeah, and the Broncos wouldn't have got the fucking spoon. Is that the sacrifice you're prepared to make? Wouldn't they? No, I don't think so because the Warriors would have zero, would have been zero points and they would have they would no, be they wouldn't have given them the spoon. They just would have said, okay, so for the rest of the season, you're out. It was exactly the same way that they were prepared to start the season again and yeah. not include clubs that weren't. Yeah, I think they'd. I, I, I think they would. They would zero them out, or they'd be like a, a a dash next to their name down the. But either way, they're down the bottom. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, hang on. And it's like it's like you're talking about before. I mean, at the very least, it would have put like, if even if you are okay, yeah, the Broncos finished last because they got the zero points and they're in the competition. The competition had one team. Like say, let's say it was just the Warriors. The competition had one team left. So like the ladders just looks like fifteen. The Broncos are at the bottom of the ladder. Yeah. Even then, it's still like asterisk, asterisk, you know, asterisk, you know, the Warriors, you know, should have got the spoon because the Warriors didn't, you know, blah, 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 yeah, blah. No, you know, the Warriors aren't there. So, so at the end of the day, what the Warriors did do was give Brisbane the, the spoon with no, asterisk. with yeah. absolute, with no fucking recourse whatsoever. Okay, thank you for that, Warriors. Because what you've got to do, you've got to understand these fucking Broncos fans. <laughs> They are going to go through the fucking fine print of the of the contract, and any possible thing they can do to mitigate the enormity of how embarrassing a wooden spoon is, they'll find it. Yes. And so far, I've got to say, credit to all of the other clubs in the NRL. You did the job. Watertight. You did the thing. That shit's watertight. There ain't nice. no side stepping. Nice. Uh, Levius said, "Well, that was fun." Fuck, I love the way the boys have put in since being over here. Hopefully they can keep that same spirit next season. Hashtag Tamworth Warriors 2020. LOL, your coach is Nathan Brown. Mm. That's uh, your reward for Andrew all this shit. Said, I was going to suggest that Manly sack their defensive coach, but it is abundantly evident that neither team actually has one. Also, um, they actually did. And you want to hear the funny part? What? I don't think it's official yet, but it is my understanding that he is going to be hired by Kevin Walters oh, to go to the Broncos. Christ. That's fucking great. Um, Fat Harry Lazy said, it's incredible how Nick Arima has become a good half after leaving Brisbane. Nick, Yeah, Nick Arima under Bennett wasn't great, but he wasn't shit. He was so fucking young. Though. Like, that was very early. You know, it was being groomed, remember, I mean, at that stage, but he wasn't, he, he hadn't. Like yeah, now we're talking you know years down the track, yeah. and the, and there was also a lot of fucking. He absorbed a lot of the fucking Milford pressure. Yes, you know he absorbed a lot of the fucking blame for Milford not performing. And what was the and, and what was the thing they did with him? Where they were like they just like was it Wayne? Wayne decided he was going to be the seven for the Broncos, and then what yeah. did he do? I can't. Oh fuck! I can't remember yesterday, let uh, alone yeah, years ago. But um, Warriors suck balls. Said. And with that, it's a bittersweet end to the season for the Warriors. They show that their team culture is strong and have earned a heap of respect from the other 15 teams' fans. All that stress and not one single incident. Watch out 2021. They will be in the top six. No, they will not. Yeah. There's still an absolute fucking dumpster fire. You know, we're saying they did nice things. 
and they had sacrifices in their personal life. As far as rugby league goes, they will not be top six. Nathan Brown, you didn't fucking hear me. Nathan Brown is your coach. Yes. Um, and your, Look at the game tape. Your club has no reason to have a beef with Wayne Bennett. So Nathan Brown has no potential effective... Talking about people's heads. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Um, we'll finish this one off with at Fantasy Pants NZ. It says, no Peter Hicku, no Tom to Gobby Jobby, no chance to see Eagles. Hashtag Hicku Haiku. Was that, did that fit the format? I mean, you're looking at it written out. Did he actually, did he go to the 575? Or was it just written out as one line? <laughs> like, I feel like he might have got close. Yeah, 575. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Dragons, 30, defeated the Storm, 22 at uh, Jubilee. The uh, Dragons, 30, came through a double to Dufty, a double to Frizzleman Nizzle. And Zach Lomax with a try and five conversions on top of that. Storm 22 tries the Momorowski, Shandor Earl, Chris Lewis, uh, Lume Lume, and Nico Hines. Pappenhausen, zero from four conversions. And uh, Hines got one with his only attempt. This was the legitimate, like, I don't know, what do you call a, a baby storm? Like, it was just a fucking warm pressure system or something. Yeah, yeah like... A, a <laughs> it <was> puddle. <laughs> barely, yeah. It was, uh, and, and they almost fucking got it too. Yeah. Like they, yeah. <laughs> I mean, up, it was probably up to the point where the Raiders were smashing the Sharks as well. And then, like you say, when you go, when it's the one of the tweets with the Canberra game, it's like the legs run out of gas because there is no lower grade competition or anything like that. Yeah. So these guys come in with no game time yeah. under their belt whatsoever. And, um, and they performed extremely well. Yes. Another game like where, like, yeah, Ricky would be happy with his kids. I mean, Bellamy would have to be fucking happy about the future. Yeah. With these guys, and so that, that's what they look like. They they look like a group of kids who, you know, again, were trying to fit in and and do certain things, and the effort was apparent. So they also like look. They just looked thrilled, yeah, to be playing to be first effort. grade. Yeah, um, you know, you, I'm sure you've heard throughout your fucking working life the stages of competency mm-hmm. that people go through, where you're unconsciously incompetent, then you're consciously incompetent yep. um they look to be consciously incompetent or consciously competent where, yep. where they knew what to do and they did the right things but they were fucking trying real hard and focusing yep um the there were a couple of those tries like the first one they scored out left was just nothing but absolute fucking slick ball movement catch and pass and you could see everybody was doing those little things properly. Like they, you replay that try and they show it in slow motion and you can like see the mm. guys watching the ball into <laughs> their hands <laughs> and then passing it. Like their heads are fucking moving down. Um, for the Dragons, Lomax and Dufty, you know, apart from their individual talents, which are obvious, they're starting to form a nice little combination with each other. You know, not not even starting, I should say, but have formed. Yep. Whereas they back each other up constantly and there's the beginnings of an understanding of what the other can do and will do in certain situations. Yep. Add that with the obvious skill they have uh, and as long as the Dragons can keep a hold of them, there'll there'll be a little shining light for them. Um, the, The Dragons 
didn't really ever take the opportunity to shut the kids down. No. And I don't care about your position on the ladder. If I'm the Dragons, I take the fact that they're resting players almost as a sign of disrespect. I know that it had no bearing on the finals. This is like their position. Yeah, their position couldn't change positively or negatively. But if I am a seasoned NRL professional and they're sending kids against me, then I need to make fucking damn sure that there is a dominant performance across the board mm-hmm. to shut that down. And the Dragons never took that opportunity. Yep. Um, the, the The result could have gone either way. You know, some, again, better kicking by fucking Pappy or, or him hooking himself and, and putting another kicker in there. Who fucking knows? Um, but, yeah, Dragon, Dragon's just did enough. And farewelled some stalwarts. You know? um, Frizzle, Aitken, who else goes? Um, well, they're, they're, they're kicking like, you know, Sailor's getting booted. Um, yeah, what's the go with that kid? Yeah, I... I it just—it felt like he was being groomed to play a role, and then he sort of had a—he had one or two games yeah. where he sort of had more of an opportunity, and then he went from that period to like, oh, you're fucking gone. So I don't know if it was like an attitude—I mean, like an attitude issue. They felt like any Dragons fan I've spoken to has heard nothing, mm-hmm. and you know how rare that is. Yeah, because even if people hadn't heard something, they've always yeah. heard something. But they're all assuming that as well. That it has to be attitude related. But even so, even so, I mean, is is it an is it an edict that comes from the incoming coach? I don't know. When does Hook take the reins? How involved is Hook over the last two three weeks? Or is it a dad thing? Talk about an attitude thing. I don't know. Mm. Well, I do not know. Him. Matt. In the Facebook group said, a win is a win, at least tomorrow and hopefully right up until next season. I will shit right. Anyway, hashtag fuck the Broncos. <laughs> Rishi said, no matter how funny it would be for the Dragons to lose against a reserve grade side, I just can't get behind a team that clearly practices tackle techniques like that. Certainly didn't look, and he's referring to the drop tackle or the mm-hmm. hip drop tackle. Uh, he said, it certainly didn't look ad lib, which means it's trained and practiced and everyone in that organization and playing group from belly ache down encourages it. Fuck these cunts. I hate to think that that is the case, but I mean, there's just so much fucking evidence over the last 15 years. Mm. You know, chicken wings, I mean, crushes, you know, they're mm. like doing collar chokes with the collars of jerseys. Like, there's one mm. thing about using wrestling and, and using, you know, uh, you know jujitsu techniques to gain an advantage just in terms of leverage of keeping a player down while you're yep. getting up and that's something. But like, the deliberately injurious fucking movements that they seem to invent and implement until something happens. Yeah. This one's going to get stamped out real quick because um, you know, Max King's got suspended for three weeks off the back of the one that he did yep. on the weekend. And so now it's a thing and people know what it is. It has a name. Yep. So that's probably going to be the end of that. I mean, yep. they'll punish people hard if it happens and yep. and it'll get run out of the game really quick. Yeah, there, there are differences. Like there are, there are situations... Where there is a you know smaller man yep. on a big man, yep, and the way to bring them down is to fucking let gravity help you. Yeah, but it's kind uh, of it's it's, it's usually it's more this. of like it's more like a, a, a trip and then like but you know or, or like fall over and, and trip him as you both fall over yeah, kind of thing. But it. it's not like this thing where you where you sort of 
accurately position yourself with their leg between your legs yeah. and then you basically just drop yourself onto their ankle while yeah. you bring them down and try and fucking destroy their ankle and or knee. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's fucked up. It's fucked. Uh, Mitch said, oh, dragons, dragons, dragons. That's the best you could muster against a literal reserve grade side. Feel free to suckle on the teat of the sharkies as we actually show the people of Cogra what finals footy looks like even though they barely deserve it. Cronulla, Mother Teresa's of the NRL. <laughs> Uh, at underscore JDHD44. Yes, the Storm had 12 players rested, and yes, they missed four shots at goal, and yes, they finished with 12 men, but we still fucking beat the Storm. And that is the sweetest feeling outside of the Broncos getting the spoon. Also, how fucked was that hip drop tackle? Very. Mm-hmm. Lachlan said, read the hip drop tackle. On a serious note, fuck the Storm. Actually, fuck the Storm, a fucking carcinogenic culture from the top that has introduced the wrestle into the game and continues, even after paralyzing someone, to put tactics into the game to deliberately injure players. I'd rather see my team get the spoon every year than cheer for an organization that was successful with these tactics. Your club is fucking cancer. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at Boo Vaudry on Twitter said, Can people stop saying that the storm was stuck on the Sunshine Coast? Have you ever been to Melbourne? Being stuck in that shithole should hamper your performances, not being housed in a literal holiday destination. (laughs) There you go, very true. Okay, the finals begin, and that's preview time. So, the first game we have, which is on Friday night, and once again, you, know, you get the withdrawals, but there's no no extra night of games uh, with no Thursday night football. First v. Fourth, the Penrith Panthers take on the Sydney Roosters at Panthers Stadium. Unfortunately, Jared Sutton will be at the wheel. Oh. The Panthers. Uh, Dylan Edwards. Stephen Crichton and Kickout all return after being rested. So that drops uh, Lenew Burton to the reserves and Dane Laurie is uh, out. The Roosters. Liu, Collins, Manu and Brett Morris all return. Freddie Lussick comes in at hooker for Jake Friend. Butcher and Orbison on the reserves. And in my, in my opinion, this is the only game in this first week of finals that's a game. Yes. You know what I mean? This one, uh, disregarding the last start performance from the Roosters and the scoreline involved. Plenty of players out. Uh, yeah, players. Yeah, plenty of players out. But I mean, yeah, not as we said, you know, not yeah, not enough to generate that kind of thing. But yeah, um, they're they're close. I mean, like friend, yeah, not having friend is is uh, yeah probably somewhat of an issue for them. But at the same time, I mean, they they were without friend for quite a lot this year, and yep. and you know, Lussie deputized fine yep. for them. So, I mean, you know, really, with, with the Roosters, I mean, as long as the guy can pass from dummy half and get the ball in the hands of, you know, Kiri and, you know, Flanagan and Teddy, that's that's yeah, that's exactly. all that really needs to happen. Exactly. Um, the, the only, you know, I mean, guys like Mansour, you know, probably have to watch, you know, like Tupo in contact. Jumping? You know, like, yeah, like... That's that's a like a clear a clear physical disparity matchup yep. that, that that you can see happening if the Roosters don't you know can't score in other ways. Yep. I'm sure they'll be going to that. 
Um, obviously, Kiri's in great form at the moment. He's dangerous. Um, can't wait to see what happens. It's, a yeah. fir- it's the first time the Panthers have played a decent team in quite a while. So I think they'll rise to the challenge. I think they've been playing their games as if they have been playing good teams. Yep. So, um, and, and I think the battle here for Penrith is mental mm-hmm. in that these are young kids. You know, and this is a new pressure cooker for them. It is. And they've been in situations this year where they've needed to have a fucking strong mental. Mm-hmm. But th- this one, the result matters. Yep. And that can change things and that can change how you react. So this is a big test for the leadership group in that team. Uh, and I'm talking guys like Cleary, who when the actual going does get tough, you know, what, what do they produce? How do they, how do they pull this team around? If yep. they need to, but um, you know, uh, all things considered, as long as they can keep the defensive structures that they've had and really hold them firm, uh, I, I think they've got what it takes to beat the Roosters. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I feel like this is almost like a no no lose game for. I mean, giving us a double chance and it does, you know, put the team onto the other side of the draw, which does avoid a lot of. Um, potentially difficult matches on the way to the grand final. That's it. Um, but obviously, you know, teams, they want to get their, they want to get their win in and get That's their week. It. So uh, we shall see how it goes. It's a, the game I'm most looking forward to. And it's a shame it's the first one, to be honest. But the way it all works, following that, we're going to have uh, on Saturday afternoon, the first elimination final, fifth versus eighth, Canberra Raiders versus the Sharkies down at GIO. It's Canberra in Canberra, officiated by Grant Atkins. And uh, the Raiders, Nickel Clockstad, Croker, Rapina, Whiten, Williams, Bateman, Whitehead, Papali, Tarpane, all return. <laughs> so good players back. Yes, good players. And Ryan Sutton's out. Uh, he was injured in the game on the weekend. Uh, the Sharkies, Braley, Townsend, Ramian, and Dugan return. And Katoa to the wing, Rudolph Locke, and Talakai. So they had a few, a few guys out as well, I suppose. Uh, Wilton, Trindle, Hiroti, and Goodwin are all reserves. Magulius, Vasquez, and McDonald drop out. Look, I just, I don't think it, I don't think it fucking matters. Yeah. It's Canberra at home at a ground that they hold have much success. I mean, I think it's like they've had plenty of like one loss. I think yep. there. Um, the Sharks have been mm-hmm. given the kiss of death by me. They're not going to win another game this season. I stand by it. Um, and they, the winner gets to face the loser of the the first game. The Panthers' uh, East game. Mm-hmm. So this is the eighth time in the NRL era that a match in the first week of the finals has been played between teams that faced off in the final round of the regular season. Yep. In four of seven, the team that lost first time rounds bounced back the following week. How many of those included Canberra? Uh, I have no idea. Because hmm. there was like, uh, or Penrith for that matter. Yep. Because it happened with us. Yep, yep, happened a couple of years ago, yeah. That's it, with Manly and Penrith. Um, there was obviously the, the the famous one where the Dragons beat the Eels like 30-0 and, and the Eels definitely yeah. tanked because then they came back and it was the start of that famous yep. Jared Hayne finals run That's in 09. Then there was the other one with Canberra. I think Canberra beat us two weeks in a row. Oh, so that was that that, that, that was the year that Penrith was looking really good and then Canberra went, in, went to Panthers yeah, in the first yeah, round and beat them, it. yep. Um, yeah. That was what they ran like 2012 or yeah. something like that. I think, yeah. yeah. Um, interesting. But I mean, 
I don't read a lot into it because Canberra were actually the team that was trying to tank last week yeah, and exactly. didn't. And so I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't see Canberra having any problem at all. I mean, what fucking fourteen points minimum. Yep. Winners. Next up, Saturday evening at Suncorp, we had the second qualifying final. Second plays third, uh, refereed by Ashley Klein. Fuck me, drunk. Uh, the Storm take on the Eels. Melbourne welcoming back their stars. Max King obviously suspended. Uh, Kamikamika took an early plea, but I think he was also injured anyway, so I don't think he was going to play anyway. Mm. Um, but they welcome back everybody, basically, except for those guys. The Eels uh, have Dylan Brown, who I don't think is 100% right, but I think they're like of the, the mindset that... an, an 80, Spiritual leader? A, well, no, like an 80%, 80%, 90% Dylan Brown is better than 100% Jai Field or anyone else yeah, they got. Okay. So, And uh, especially when we're looking at the stats, I think it was last week we were talking about like, yeah, how much involvement he'd had in their actual attack working. Um, so he's back, RCG, Jennings, and uh, Nukore return. George Jennings is out. Uh, Takarangi, Kafusi, and Alvaro all reserves, and uh, Ray Stone on the reserves as well. Mm. The Storm, unbeaten in their past 18 games north of the Tweed. Mm. Jesus. So they, don't have, they, they, they are, are colloquially known as the fourth Queensland team. Although that connection is probably lesser than it was, you know, at the time yep. when it was when it was coined. Yep. But uh, they'll they'll take the home field advantage, I think. Um, previous meeting for these guys, it was the the fourteen nil win to Parramatta over the Storm. That was a game, I believe, where like you know Smith, Munster, tons of guys out for the Storm, and um, now with uh, Smith and Munster and uh, Jerome Hughes all back. I see the Storm winning this pretty comfortably, to be honest. Yeah. They're yep. the team that feels like they're building towards finals. Yes. And uh, and the Eels, I mean, it's 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 so weird. Like, the Eels finished third. And they only lost about five games. I mean, it should have been six, but they lost five games in the season. Mm-hmm. Yet, they looked so fucking bang average over the last two, three months. Yeah. It's it's it, yeah. It's an enigma that oh. I think are going to uh, be put on death row after this mm. game. The second elimination final Sunday afternoon six v seven the Rabbitohs versus the Knights at ANZ Stadium, refereed by Ben Cummins. The Rabbitohs Jaden Sue is back from suspension. Murray shifts the lock. Knight to the bench, and Arcelle drops to the reserves. The Knights. Fitzgibbon returns. That puts Matauti to the bench and Brody Jones to the reserves. The Knights, smarting, came off a flogging. The Rabbitohs, hopefully not complacent or overconfident, coming off a fucking great win yes. against a great team. I th- Look, the, the Rabbitohs, Wayne, Wayne has got them there. I mean, they haven't, they haven't looked convincing for so fucking long. Mm. But now Wayne's got them absolutely firing, and I, I I can't think of a reason why they wouldn't turn it on again. Yeah, not at all. Knights, Knights got issues in a stronger competition. They wouldn't be in the finals along with the Sharks, mm-hmm. and uh, their return to finals football, whilst uh, celebrated richly by their fan base, is going to be very short and extremely painful.
Okay, let's hit the uh, mailbag. Rishi, grand final tickets have been purchased. If the Panthers don't end up making it to the big dance, will I still enjoy the day? Does anyone have any experience in this scenario? Is the day ruined by being salty at your team not making it? But we should get there. After all, it is the hashtag year of clearing. I've been to so many grand finals as a neutral. It's fucking great. Yep. In fact, sure, you don't you don't get like that. You don't you don't get the devastating low of losing a grand final. Correct. But you don't get the exhilarating high of winning a grand final. Mm. But you get this creamy above average middle zone yeah. where you have a great 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 day. There's no pressure about the result. That's it. And you get on the beers. Enjoy yourself. Yep. It's going to be a very unusual grand final to go to as well. There's only going to be 40,000 people yep. out in there and you're going to have all this COVID shit to deal with. So I think even that alone is yeah. just makes it just like a, a unique experience to be a part of. Yep. And, uh, you know, and if, if we could get back into, into Queensland without having to fucking spend two weeks in a hotel, I mean, it'd be very tempting to, you know, to do something around it. Yeah, that's it. Um, it, it does fucking suck that the year they're going to win it, I can't fucking be there. But, yeah. <laughs> well, you may, you're a family down there. I can't even make up... You could, you could, but you just have to, it's a two week sacrifice on the end. It's like, how much do you want to see your team in the grand final? Yeah. Well, it's, it's not, not the, enough. Clearly. It's not the want. It's the fact that you're then talking about you know, kids and custody and all of that stuff. Yeah. But once again, I repeat how important is <laughs> yeah, not that important. Take flat out. Not that important at all. So. Uh, Nigel said, uh, just a shout out to all the hundreds of thousands of Rooster supporters to say, keep strong, just a bump in the road in T-Rob we trust. I'm glad he dropped off all these bullshit people's team, whatever hashtags he did. I gotta say, I'm very fucking disappointed in the nation. Yeah. He basically bent over and spread his ass cheeks with a pre-lubed noose in the fucking game thread. Didn't hide anywhere else. Yep. And said... I fucking give plenty, so it's time for me to take my licks. Oh, really? I didn't even see that. And I don't know what's sadder, the fact that there was one person that ran at him. Yeah. Or the fact that what they ran at him with was so fucking pathetic. There was no... That no, it, turned, it. it turned me asexual, and I now want to be a hermit and go and live in a fucking cave. <laughs> do fucking better. Jason, with what the Warriors have gone through this year, do you think they should be compensated for next season? Like salary cap relief or more home games next year, COVID depending, of course. No. We appreciate that we appreciate the sacrifices they, they made to, to keep a sixteen team competition alive. Yeah. But uh, Nathan yeah. Cleary paid ten thousand dollars for doing a TikTok. Should he be compensated? Well, no, because I mean Fuck out of here, charity case. And, and, and also he's a lion ass dog. I mean that was more, more the point. More home games next year. You reward them with home games. That means you're depriving other teams of home games. Then what do you do? Do you, yeah. fix, do you even it up with them the next year? And if so, that means you're depriving another team of a home game. And so on. You become this endless loop of fucking paying back exactly. home games. So so no, they get our thanks and our undying gratitude. Although it could be somebody like Manly who cares so little about home games that they take them to New Zealand anyway. Yeah, I mean, they pay good fucking money for that shit though too. Oh, that's right. That's fucking it's Tony fucking Abbott Central. It's, uh, it's, I forgot it's, about that. Sorry, keep going. It's fucking Kizash. As you were. Um. So yeah, I mean, yeah, they can they can do those ones, but that's it. Ryan, as Manly's recently signed a contract with Kieran Foran, so an experienced person can fill a sorely needed position. Do you think it's worth finding out if Robbie Farrow would be willing to come out of retirement, pull on a jersey, and slot into the vacant number nine until Fainu comes back? Couldn't honestly do any worse than Levi. 
Oh, you know, you, your last point there is very true. It's it's impossible to do worse than Levi, I, I think. Oh, you know, it, it, it's it's probably possible, but um, yeah, absolutely not. I mean, my reply to that was, "How dare you even fucking utter that evil into I've into made a potential things. with it?" Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, thankfully Robbie Farrow is fucking retired and gone, and he can't hurt anybody. I mean, he wouldn't hurt, he wouldn't do it to us anyway. But he he could he can't hurt the Tigers anymore or anyone else for that matter. Mm. Well, the Tigers have got an empty hooking spot now, and Harry Grant fucks off back to his proper home. Oh yeah, but didn't you hear? Like you know, Jacob Little, he's going to be fucking next great thing. Nice. And Billy Walters. Although I guess Billy Walters will be fucking up yeah, up, nah. the, up the road <laughs> yeah. before too long. <laughs> uh, Stephen, does anyone else reckon Brandon Smith should have been charged with that hip drop tackle? If you watch the footage, he's looking right at King, waiting for him to get into position before he wrenches him backwards. He was as much a part of it as King, if not more so. Hashtag fuck the storm. Yeah, I don't know about that. Oh, it's entirely fucking possible. It's possible, but I don't. I don't. I don't think so. But, uh, yeah, Stuart. In light of the outcry over the latest and greatest tactic, the hip drop, do you think teams and players actually intend to hurt opposition? I know the actions are intentional, and they're certainly trained into them at a club level, but outside of wayward head highs and some square-ups, I'm not sure injuring the opposition is anything more than an incidental outcome. But some are accusing teams of going out there to hurt the opposition. Oh, and fuck the Broncos. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Yeah, fucking oath they are. I mean, yeah. a, a tackle which attacks the ankle and knee, there's no... like. It's not the easiest, most obvious way to bring a person down. It doesn't. It, it doesn't expedite some sort of transfer of fucking gravity and weight to to the ground faster. Mm. It's it's doing something that you could do with like a leg sweep while you're tackling a guy. Yep. Except you're trying to get their leg to bend sideways. Yeah. And or their ankle to bend sideways when you land on the fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the chicken wing. There's no fucking advantage to. I mean, to putting like a hammerlock on somebody and try it. That's all of that shit is injury. I mean, the, I remember when I started doing jujitsu, I had no fucking idea. And this is years ago now. I, I had no fucking idea how bad the storm were. And then when I started actually learning how to do shit, I'm like, holy fuck, you watch the games and you see fucking people like Cameron Smith when the guys, when, when a tackled player is face down on the ground, you see him snake his hand in to grab a fucking fistful of their jersey collar and then snake his hand in on the other side to grab the other thing. And all the, then all you have to do, you just raise your arms. It doesn't look like you're doing anything except you're choking cunts out with their fucking, yeah. their collar. And like, there's there's no fucking doubt in my mind they're out to hurt people. And I don't mean hurting in the legitimate rugby league way of putting big hits on and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's not that far removed when you look at it from the fucking grub shit like, you know, when a player's on the ground mm-hmm. throwing a fucking shoulder into him. Yep. Or that fucking tackle where, um, you know, again, you've got somebody and you pick them up mm-hmm. and then you drop on your drop body fight. weight yeah. and theirs, yeah. you know, and you, you throw face plan them and while you land on their... Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that sort of grub, grub shit is not a far cry from what the Storm are doing now. Yep. There is 100% a type of player that goes out there and tries to hurt people mm-hmm. as opposed to the player that goes out there and tries to be fucking physically dominant against their opposition. Yeah. And look, you know, they would make the argument on their part is that they're not they're not trying to hurt people. What they're trying to do is, if, I, if I'm chicken-winging you, then... 
the idea is not for me to hurt you. The idea is for you to, to not stop moving. to not get yeah to stop moving and not try to get up and play the ball and put yourself in a position where the hold twists you further than the the point that's of injury. It. But that's a- <laughs> so I'm not trying to hurt you. Yeah. You should want to not stop, hurt yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Yeah, stop it's, hitting it. I'm just going to do this. And if your arm twists off, then you've only got yourself you know to blame. What? The important thing is, like, it's fucking shitty that it had to happen and someone was hurt like that. Yep. But they've stamped it out. Hopefully. Well, now it's got a name. It's got a brand name. The media are all over the yep. top of it and they've suspended someone. That's it. So it should come to a fairly swift end like the chicken wing did. Spot on. I mean, because, like, fucking, when do you see that now? Like, literally, like, you'd never see it. No. You know, and I mean, and even things like crushes are slowly. I mean, I'm I'm of the opinion that the vast majority of those were accidents anyway of of the way the players position themselves. But even I'm, even I'm that's the, opinion, minim- the half that weren't accidents were being milked. Yeah, that too. The, the amount of fucking and again, and the accidents came from players know, putting themselves in position back, to get accidentally back to Shunter with, yep. with the fucking take. Um. You know, th- thank God that the the referee performed first aid with the whis- with the whistle, because <laughs> a lot of them miraculously seemed to get better <laughs> as soon as that fucking penalty was blown. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. yeah. My biggest one that I fucking hate at the moment, and I mean, I didn't I didn't explain it correctly first time to you, but I was t- talking about it on the weekend. This fucking voluntary tackle shit. Like, I mean, the vol- oh, yeah, like, yeah. Vo- like like back in the day, voluntary tackle penalty every yep. time, and it's just and now. The penalty is completely taken off the table, and not only is voluntary tackle unpenalised, it's rewarded. Like if you if if you're a player, if you're a winger and you're running back and you collect the ball a meter in your in goal, yep, and you just leap out and voluntary tackle yourself a meter out, yeah, the players fucking if if the players shove you back in the in goal, yeah. you win a penalty. Not only don't you get penalised, you win a penalty for your side. Same thing. Player, if a player gets a ball and they and they save a ball from going over the sideline, or they're forced to play at a ball and and yep. grab it just inside the touchline, they just drop to their hands and knees right then. If a player comes and shoves them over the line, yeah, <laughs> penalty. It's fucking ridiculous. I think players should have the opportunity to you know do some you know some make some sort of play at them because the attacking player has put themselves they've vol- you know that they, they've done what what is a by the rules a penalizable offence. Yep. So. Yeah, because even some players are like yeah, you, the thought process even went like, oh, he's voluntary tackled himself. This is going to be a penalty, and so the the defense will sort of stand there and not do anything, mm. and and then this guy's like cowering on the ground, like fucking, mm. the, am I going to crawl forward? I'm not going to yeah. get up. And, Can I know? tell you what though, there is a way around it, and there's been I think there were two. I'm fucking. I wish I could remember what games they were this year. The mistake that teams make is completing the tackle. No, it's not even that, that it's like they it, putting a hand on them is exactly. enough though that's the thing exactly and i think there were two i might be wrong I but if you touch them if you touch them you know you don't that's it yeah i know but what i'm saying is there are at least a couple of occasions this year where they didn't mm. and so then you got a situation where the attacking player is on the fucking ground because they've already tackled the defense is there waiting mm-hmm. and the referee had no choice but to blow a penalty for a voluntary tackle and people haven't caught on to that yet. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember any voluntary tackle being penalised. Just yeah, hundred percent it was this year. Mm. Someone need, back me up. I need to see the tape. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just haven't no, seen no, it. I'm, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But hundred percent there was, and the thing was, do not complete the tackle. Yep. Don't put could, a hand on him, and they were looking at the referee. They just they stood there with their hands in the air. Yep looking at the referee and he had no choice but to blow voluntary tackle. Yep. 
that if that's going to happen every time, then fucking great. Yep. Otherwise, I just think that you just got to give the defense a play. Like, you know, they can pick the guy up by the jersey and chuck him into the in goal, do what they want. They get it, you know, they actually get to complete the tackle. It's not just touch the guy and it's done. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Oh, sorry, no, tipping. Benny, uh, the, the it's we got a very even competition this year, I must say. I mean, I think, was it last year we had like someone that was just ahead by heaps and it was a foregone conclusion before the finals? And, you know, once you get to the finals with any sort of lead with the lesser number of games, it's just hard to come back. Um, this one is a tight competition. Two points from first to tenth. Oof. Benny 89 uh, on uh, on top on differential, tied with JBB, tied with King Kong, who's made a little bit of a comeback. One point back in fourth place, we have Daniel Stewart. One point back, we have Warmus, Mrs. Whistle, Toozy, Nightmare, Scry71, and Matt. And that's your top 10 right there. And uh, and I'm, I'm only five points off the pace. There you go. In like 59th position, tied with uh, a former winner of the whole thing. So uh, eat that, Mr. Voodoo Rock. Nice. That's it. That's full time for episode 370. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. Our Facebook community is hashtag Twill Nation. It is found at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. We're also on Facebook, uh, our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Make sure you hit the like button and share our shit around. Help us spread the word. And if you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to go the extra mile, our digital memberships are still available and can be picked up anytime for only $3.99 a month. And if you want to give us a boost on Spotify, you can. if you want to do a test for us, open up the podcast on Spotify, go back to, or you know, start off on the latest episode and just let that motherfucker play and play for two weeks and just see what happens. I'm just curious. Um, I'll check the stats and see, if it, see how that registers on the Spotify side of things. I'm just... I have a scientific interest in it all. Um, and of course, thank you to Manscaped. And don't forget, go to manscaped.com to get your lawnmower 3.0. Use the code TWILLNATION, all in capitals, at checkout, and you'll get 20% off plus free shipping. Ooh. Any last words? Hashtag Yuri of Cleary. You fucking squandered your chance. I'm going to cut that off. I'm not going to say any last words now. <laughs> now the show's just going to fucking end. <laughs> <laughs> 